Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, welcome in everybody. It is Monday, November 27th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Cards fans, if you're looking for a competitive advantage in today's data-driven world, look no further than your Master's in Business Analytics from the University of Louisville, which you can get in just 12 months. No previous coding experience is required. Delve into the world of analytics and data visualization, learning essential tools like R, Python, Power BI, machine learning, and more. Now available both online and in person. To get started today, visit business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the planet Earth and beyond. You know, it's better as the big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you on a Monday. Exciting times in the world of Cardinal Athletics. Just as we planned, we will be spending this uh, this full week talking nothing but Louisville, Florida State. ACC Championship game on Saturday our five-day coverage extravaganza starts today. We'll continue for a solid three hours today and then go on for 12 more hours as we go through the week. Nothing else to talk about. Maybe we'll mix in a little, I don't know, Mexico State win. Maybe a little Betty Chancellor Classic champions talk. A little volleyball NCAA tournament going on. But mostly the focus will remain ACC championship game and ACC championship game alone. High times here, exciting times. Nothing else to get into. Trevor Kelsey, how are you on this fine Monday? Uh, don't forget, uh, Your Mike's we- not working. That's not a great start. That's the first thing not to work. Hey, right. there he is. Some joker took it out of program. Um, Scoots. no, yeah, it's, yeah, like he's throwing more salt on the wound there, Scoots. Uh, no, we're talking basketball. It's basketball school time now. It's basketball season. We won. Beating CUSA teams with four players. It's all happening. <laughs> I couldn't even get my voice together for the opening segment. Are they a conference USA team? They are the first year. Oh, okay. Mexico State. Good for them. Way to do your research, Trev. They don't call them the best in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> well, you know, sorry, but don't give a bleep about New Mexico State. <laughs> all right. Well, in all seriousness. it's Yeah, we're talking Florida State preview. Florida what, what, State preview. Florida State, who looked shaky against Florida, came back and covered, though. What do you think about their backup left guard? I think he's going to have uh, some nightmares coming up in about a week. We're joking, guys. I'm not. This is a big joke. What are you talking about? We got to talk about what happened on Saturday. I don't remember Saturday, literally. I did en- I did enough narcotics on Saturday night that I don't remember Saturday at all. Hell, I barely remember Sunday. <laughs> what day is it today? It is Tuesday, right? Our worst fears, well, maybe my worst fears. Trevor did not acknowledge any fears last week, really. 
were realized on Saturday. Louisville falls to Kentucky 38-31. It is one of those, and I feel like we, I've had to give this spiel way more than I like on the radio. I mean, when you think about it, you know, I started doing radio full-time in May of 2015. So, had some nice, had a couple of nice wins over Kentucky in football, 2015 and 2017. But sprinkled in, you had the 2016 disaster, and then no wins since then. So I've kind of had to give, and we all know how basketball's gone since then. We had, a, you know, a nice win with the Quentin Snyder game, and then a couple years ago beating the worst UK team of all time in the COVID season. But outside of that, I feel like I've had to do this a number of times, and I'm going to do it again now. I know everyone wants to when these sort of things happen, especially like the way that they happened on Saturday where it was an unexpected loss. We want to do the deflection stuff. You want to make excuses. You want to do what we just did in the first couple minutes, but but earnestly, and be like, oh, well, next week's more important anyway. It may be. But the reality is when you lose a game to your arch rival, especially after you've lost to them four straight going into the, the, the contest, and it happens the way – it happened on Saturday. You kind of just got to sit in it. You kind of just have to accept it. You kind of just have to say, this sucks. It's going to continue to suck. It's going to suck for a full 365 days. Hopefully next year is different, but for right now, you can't run from it. If you run from it, then you don't really get to celebrate when you're on the, the other side. And Lord knows the other side has been doing some celebrating for the past 48 hours. This has been the last few Kentucky wins. I They've been sort of expected. I know that the spreads have been small, and there was a couple years ago where Louisville was actually a slight favorite, but for the most part, UK fans, I think, won into those games very optimistic, very confident, whereas we were maybe cautiously optimistic, but for the most part, kind of dreading what we thought might happen. And this year, there was a reversal. Even some of the most ardent UK supporters were like, I, I don't see us winning this game. We're having a rough year. I think it'll be a contest, but ultimately, Louisville wins. And then that's the perfect storm for, my God, <laughs> the visceral nature. I mean, I haven't gotten it that bad from UK fans in a long time. Typically, the last couple of years, it's just been like, hey, man, feel sorry for you. There's a couple of a-holes out there with troll Twitter accounts. But I go home, and, and like I'm, you know, people are, are kind of calling me. I'm like, not now. I'm scrolling through hundreds of messages of people calling me homophobic slurs right now. I've, I've got to get into all this. Like, I've got to see what everybody's saying. And it's been pretty much that way for like 48 hours. There was a, a slight reprieve when the Mark Stoops news broke because it was kind of distracting. But this has been, there has been a insane amount of chest thumping from UK fans, I think, because it's sweeter when you don't expect it to happen or when you have significant doubts about it not happening. And it hurts more when you've kind of convinced yourself that things are different and the tides of change are upon us and this win is going to start this cascade of a new era of, of Louisville dominance in the series and then when it doesn't happen and when it happens in such gut punch fashion, it's it's pretty difficult to stomach. I, I mean, I, I will, again, I'm not going to run from it on today's show. We jokingly did the thing at the beginning, but I, I will not run from the fact that this one I'm carrying it with me a little bit. Like, like this one well, hurts. Of course, because we're the better team. It, 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 we were. St- we we should have won that game. We and were, it happens on your home field. We. Like, I mean, UK snap. fans can talk trash all they want. We won the game. I don't care if you don't realize that you weren't the better team. Then you're just an <laughs> idiot we'll, anyway. We'll get into all of it. I like, know. You just get me. I, I know. Three hours I, to get I know. They snapped the 11 game winning streak. They put this sort of. You know, it, it doesn't 
ruined the dream season by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and I wouldn't call ten and two a dream season, but it's been a fantastic season under Jeff Brom in year one. There's no question about it. And Louisville still gets to play for a conference championship next week, and they are in all likelihood now almost certainly going to go to the Orange Bowl, and where they will probably play Ohio State, maybe Iowa, maybe Alabama, but likely Ohio State. Like this has the potential to still be a very very fun month for Louisville football fans, but it will be forever tainted, however slightly, depending on how much emphasis you put on the rivalry, by losing to your arch-rival at home in a game where you were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And like you said, kind of feeling like you were the better team even watching it play out and just doing all the things that you couldn't do if you wanted to win that game or you wanted to avoid having even the possibility of losing that game. And look, the vibes were off all week, Trevor. I tried to ignore it. I tried not to pay any mind to it. We tried to rectify it on Friday, but but bad stuff just kept happening. The Lions losing on Thursday threw everything off. We got this damn waxing gibbous moon, which finally went away last night. The, the waxing gibbous ru- moon ruined my life. It like, didn't do anything to my eagles, but... Well, it was gone yesterday. That was the thing. Like oh. y- Yesterday, it was the full moon. It was the first day that the, the moon was not neither in a waxing or waning phase. The waxing gibbous moon ended Saturday, and it took my whole sports fandom with it. Like just Just wrecked me from... Wednesday through Saturday, whenever that was. The the vibes were off on Saturday as well. Like we we, we had a hell of a time getting to the game. I, I knew Trav I'd heard the the horror stories from everybody about the traffic this year, getting to and from games. It had been bad for us getting down there for Notre Dame and we got there like four hours early from Notre Dame. It was terrible leaving both camps we we'd been. So we didn't have any choice though. We we couldn't find like my parents couldn't get over to watch the kids until like right before eleven. We left like right when they got there, and the issue was the people that we were going to the game with. Shout out to my my guy Atif, who had the tickets. Like they've got physical tickets, so they couldn't just transfer them to us electronically. So we had to like meet them, and so talk about old school. Some there's a kid right now going. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Well, it's only been like two years since they yeah. did this, so <laughs> it hasn't been that long since the tickets were in, in physical form. I don't think I've had a physical ticket in. It's been a while. You've been to a game in like 15 years, but I've been about? I've been to events. Well, I mean, for Louisville games, though, they still had the physical okay. tickets like three years ago. Right. But so we get we, we get in the Waterson trap. We hit the traffic on the Waterson at like 11, 11 a.m. We don't get off the exit at the Waterson until like 11, 46. I'm like, my God. So I'm telling my buddy, I'm like, I'm like, go into the game. Maybe like le- we can leave the ticket somewhere or you can just like walk them back. Like we're going to be late. The, the ticket traffic is so bad that we're on Central. Mary's like, I'll drive. You go walk to meet them. And like, so I get out. She ends up just deciding to park at that holiday. We don't even use our purple lot pass because we can't get down there. The traffic's just nobody's moving. It's terrible. The lines to get in are, are so long. So I get in there. She ends up coming late. So like, we're already like, I'm, I'm could not be more flustered. I ran into a bunch of people that were saying hi. Uh, I walked into the game. I, I, my apologies. Like we had, I walked in with a, a couple of ladies. Shout out to Shauna and, and your friends whose names I didn't get, who were like, we listen to the show every day. Is this the pregame show? And like, I'm trying to just ignore the fact that like I'm. Beyond flustered, I want—I don't want to miss the beginning of the game. I'm worried about my buddy who's, who's so kindly giving us the, their tickets. I'm worried about them missing the start of the game. Uh, my wife—I don't even know what she's like. Where her parking situation is, so we're just completely just—the the vibes are off right from the beginning. But then the actual game starts, and I don't know if you were like me, Trev. Like the first two and a half quarters. I know it's sort of a back-and-forth affair. The kickoff return was a huge just punch to the crotch, and, and the two-play drive was a huge punch to the crotch. I never got really, really nervous until the Jawar fumble. The Jawar fumble was the first time where I was like, oh, no. Like we're, I, I knew we'd done some dumb stuff before to kind of keep them in the game, but you know, every time we needed something, 
we were getting stops, the offense for them, despite the two-play drive. You know, they, they hadn't done a whole lot. I trusted the defense a little bit. We're moving the ball effectively on them. We're having no real trouble running the ball on them, which was a little bit of a surprise. Plummer's doing the thing where he's playing within himself and not making the big mistake. And then the Jawar fumble happens. And I'm like, we missed our opportunity to have that moment in the first half with the two dropped interceptions, especially the first one, because then they ended up scoring on that drive. Now, here's the big moment. Like, the turnovers are huge in this game. Special teams are huge in this game. Everything that we said on Friday couldn't happen has started to happen, and then I get nervous. And then from that point forward, I'm just a bundle of nerves. And then when they take the lead, I just resign myself to the fact that everything is misery, nothing is good, all hope is lost. The, the game ends, and we'll get into more of the ins and the outs of the game as time goes on. Our seats are, we're like at the, the great seats, like we're at the 50-yard line, but in front of the UK bench. And so, like, right when the interception happens, I'm like, let's get out of here. I, I, I can't deal with this. So we walk down. The entire Kentucky bench, I kid you not, the entire Kentucky bench is just staring at the crowd. I would say, like, 85% of them are doing L's down. The other 15% are just giving straight middle fingers. And it's one of those where, like, you're like, I just don't want to look. I don't want to give, I don't want to give them the, the, the pleasure of, like, seeing, looking me in the eye but you take a glance and you're just like, this is hell. Like, like there's just, there's no way to get away from it. I had the most annoying UK fan in the world sitting directly behind me. Like, the only one kind of in, in the general area. It was, and the walk back to the car, which you have to go all the way to the Holiday Inn now, is just, it's sad Louisville fans. There's a handful of annoying UK fans doing, like, just doing their, their, their rednecky cheers. And it was just, it was one of those where, like, again, you can't run from it. You just have to stew in it and be like, this this is the worst. This is absolutely the worst. It sucked. Uh, I'm assuming your Saturday was just as bad. <laughs> well, I can remember after about three o'clock it was. Um, <sighs> no, I and I agree with you 100. The the Jordan fumble is the, is the was the turning point in the entire game. I mean, because at that point we're driving, we're looking at continuing our 10 point cushion, and they're not going to. I mean, unless we turn the ball over, they're not going to come back, and we're going to win the game going away. I mean, which is what it should have been. I mean that's I mean short of that kick return we would have should have been going up for a twenty one point lead instead of a t- extending it back to ten, you know. So I mean it's just yeah I just that that, that was the, and then of course the you know, the plumber fumble which mm-hmm. I mean that amazingly wasn't you know one of the ones that we can go oh that's a plumber making you know that was a bad just a freaky play that you just you know you maybe say maybe change hands on the hold but. I'm pretty sure he was holding on the right hand to begin with. I've never seen the replay of that play, and it was on the, the sideline opposite of where we were sitting. He was, ho- I mean, he's holding it in the right hand. He's holding it, you know. Did it, it just hit the ground? Like, like it just the, the guy. It was just a freak, per- perfect punch out, and the ball. Yeah, oh, he punched. He got punched out. He got punched out. From and, my vantage point, I thought for a second there it was like the Andre Woodson fumble in 05, where he's like going, and the ball just like kind of scrapes the ground. And he loses it because it was no, weird. No, he's no, like no. he's like he's, making a play, and he's you holding see the ball. It. You see like everybody just go for the ball, and I was like, oh my god, he dropped it. He's holding it, and, and the guy. It was just a freak punch out, and the ball just. I mean. It, the bounce did not go Louisville's way, no, you know, in any awesome. way. Where, you know, normally you would think that ball might bounce out of bounds, and well, I think would, I think that been a fourth down, would have had to punt it anyway. But yeah, um, I mean, but it stayed in bounds and just it just bounced and just died right there, right like like two yards inside the in in, in, so, in the game of play. So uh, yeah, that was that was the two big plays. I mean, Louisville didn't turn that over. Kentucky, of course, gets zero pennies, which is hard to believe for a team that plays as dirty as they do. But hey, you know, we'll think, talk about that maybe later. But I mean, it was everything, like Trev. <laughs> it, it was ev- like if you go back and listen to our show on Friday, or go back and listen to uh, as some people talk about the, the the podcast. Like everything that I laid out, that was like that you said too. Like that could not happen in this game. It, it absolutely happened. Like you know, Kentucky has had some turnover issues. We've been 
I think we, we there'd only been one game the entire two games the entire season where we'd lost the turnover battle. One was Miami last week, and it was like you know whatever one nothing, and the other was the pit game where we turned it over five times. You know we got to just don't turn it over. Don't give them those opportunities. They're the 100th team in the country when it comes to penalties. Don't do the dumb stuff. Don't retaliate. Like Let them do the dumb stuff and let them get penalized. Zero penalties the entire game. The only one that they commit is on our biggest passing play of the Which, entire by game. by the way, was humanly impossible, but, but that's no yeah, I mean, it, they, they, they commit a penalty. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it was, it was – I'm not blaming rest. I'm just saying there's – there's, I, I, you, I could watch the game in, in, in three plays and see penalties committed and there's none being called. The only one that really bothered me, and this was, I was more mad at us than I was to, to get mad about the call, was when I saw the clip of the, the Barry Brown kickoff return touchdown. Because there's like three dudes, especially oh, Maurice Turner, back, yeah. who are just like being drugged to the ground by their jerseys. But like that, I, I was already so mad about that. I mean, that was another thing that I said on Friday. Like, like they are a fantastic return team in both the punt and, but especially the kick return. Like, don't give them those opportunities, well, especially when you're dragging people down by their jerseys. God, it, I mean, it's but, easy to be a good kick return team, man. Like, and again, like I didn't see it live, and it, it took me seeing when people were like sending the clip out there. But like when I saw it, when I was watching it live from my spot, like the second that he broke it, like the five, I was like, oh no! You saw like the huge hole, and there was nobody back there. But like, what I what drove me crazy was we know that that's one of the few opportunities that they can stay in the, in the game with us. And we kicked it to him. Like I, I know that he didn't kill us the first two returns, but after the touchdown, like Travelstead just starts destroying the ball through the end zone every time. Like, why were you not doing this at the beginning of the game? Like, why I mean, the Brown one was in the, the end zone. He, he was like two yards into the but, end but, zone. But no, but like every other kick after that was, like, went out of the end was zone. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cru- and Travelstead's been doing that the entire season. It felt almost intentional. Like he was like, like the, all the other kicks were line drive kicks that were just crushed after that. The, like, the first three all kind of hung up there and gave them an opportunity to return. And it, like I was, like they're a really good kick return team. Our defense is good. Their offense hasn't been doing anything for weeks. What are you doing out there? And then the defense kind of folding in, in in the second half was super disappointing. Just not being able to get that stop whenever they needed it. But man, it was. Are you like me? And this is going to sound like total sour grapes fan, but it, it's genuinely what I, how how I feel and what I believe. I left this game kind of feeling like I did after the Pitt game, where it's like, I, you know, Kentucky's not as bad as Pitt. I'm not trying to say that. They're not a bad football team. But it wasn't like they just played out of their minds. I'm like, damn, you know, it's that that SEC competition. Or we're like, I still left thinking, like, Kentucky's not that good. We just— I mean, they're not better than we are. We just lost the game. Tonight. Right. Like, I mean, like, I'm not, not better than us, too, but they beat us. Yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, no, we deserve to lose, for sure. But I, I'm and I'm not saying that like our A game beats them by 45 points or anything like that. But it was like, like they were the I'm team not. that I thought they were coming into the game. Like, like I, I, Devin Leary made some really good throws when he had time. When he didn't have time, he made some some not so great throws. They had a couple of drops as well. The running game hit on some big plays, but for the most part, or especially early on, they weren't doing a ton to us. We moved the ball effectively on them, like I thought we would. It, it was just like you know, you walk out and you're like, man, like, you know, just. We shouldn't have lost that game. Like, you know, th- there was nothing that they did that was overly surprising. They came out and they tried to do some trick stuff at the very beginning of the game. It didn't work, and they were better in, in the second half when they just kind of, you know, they banked on us bringing pressure, not getting home, and then them being able to exploit the mismatches that they had when they would get their playmakers matched up against a linebacker, and they did. Like, like to their credit, they executed that well. When we did get home, you know, obviously it was they weren't able to do that much on offense. But then I think that our defense got a little tired. The, the The last drive was kind of embarrassing. The way that they just you know, everything on the line, you let them just march right down the field, and then Ray Davis goes off for a forty yard touchdown. It was just 
it was exactly the I mean, way we that, were their Super Bowl. The, the way that I described it on Friday, I think, is, is still the way that I feel now on Monday. The last four were depressing because UK just launched, just whooped your ass for four quarters, and, and they were just better than you. This one, I, I said, I, th- I thought it was going to be annoying if you lost it, and my God, is it annoying! Like, like this one is just it. Was, there was an element of depression for sure, but it's more annoying to me that we lost this game, and it's going to remain annoying for a full year, no question about it. No, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be. We're gonna go on and beat Florida State and go to a major bowl game and and pop an upset of Ohio State. Kentucky fans are like, yeah, we well, didn't beat us. If we beat I mean, FSU we, in Ohio State, it, I mean, it'll we're, make we're going to go to like a BCS bowl, and of course they're going to go to like you know I don't know Des Moines, to, you know the who gives a bleep bowl and plays some scrub team. And I think they're going to the Duke's Mayo. It seems to that be the, sounds the about right. The Mayo. Uh, that sounds about right. Uh, the coach that wanted to leave. <laughs> that was the other killer thing. It was late at night, their coach leaves. And it's like, well, so somebody takes their coach, and the, the other team is like, well, my bad. This coach sucked. You can have him back, and just gave him back to UK, and then took you know another coach. But we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that, too, as well, here in a yeah. second. Um, you can't deny that, spinning it as, as well as you can. I, just, I mean, for two-thirds of the game, we were the better – I mean, we were controlling the game. And and that the fumble, you know, with the Jawar fumble is, is you know, then led to, you know, the, the, like you said, the two-play touchdown. And, you know, then the next thing we fumble again, and then they get – you know, the, the takes the 31. It's just – you take away those two fumbles, we probably win this game by 10 points or more. I mean, it was the two fumbles and the special teams touchdown. That's 17 points right there. They scored. I mean, I can handle the special teams because we were still up. I mean, we were still up. That was just – that was us up 10, and, they, and then they got the kick return. And then we were just I – because mean, they weren't going to uh, – uh, short of us shooting ourselves in the foot with two fumbles, they weren't going to stop our, us from moving the ball down the field. No. It, it didn't in fact, that did, way did, did sure. we punt the ball? Yeah, we punted. We, we had to punt the first half. It was terrible. Okay. You're right. We punted three times. Okay. I completely forgot for a second. I, I just kept thinking – I think I even said it on Twitter during the first half. I was like, if you can just, and Brahma said this throughout the year, if you can just get up by two scores, make them get uncomfortable, make them do things that they don't want to do on offense, I thought if we could get up two scores in the second half, we'd win the game. And we get up two scores immediately. We have a really impressive opening drive to the second half that I think kind of demoralized them. You know, they, you know, it was like a, we had a 14-play scoring drive at the beginning of the game and then a 15-play scoring drive to open the second half. Yeah, it was like nine minutes. It was great, and you're yeah. like, okay, this is, this is awesome. And then the kick return happens. We get the ball back. We go and score again. I mean, at that point, there was like 2.50 left in the third quarter. UK hadn't run an offensive play. Like They went a full like hour and 15 minutes in real time without running a play. And so you're like, okay, let the defense go out there, shut them down. It's 24-14 now. It's time for us to pull away. This has been – it's a cute little effort by UK. Now it's time for the the, the real men to show up and, and show themselves. And they score on two wheel routes, just two plays for a touchdown. And that was when I was like, this is, this is getting super annoying. I still think we're going to win the game, but it's going to be much, much more difficult on my heart than I would, would like. And then we go out there, and we have the the, the Jawar fumble happens, and you're like, okay, n- now it's real. N- now the possibility of losing is very in your face. We thankfully get the stop to hold him to three, and then the Jack fumble happens, and that's when you're like, this is a disaster. Like, like we we are coming unglued at the seams. Um, to Plummer's credit, I mean, he makes it yeah. wasn't it wasn't that wasn't a Plummer. What were you doing? Play that was just a freak fumble. I mean, to his credit, I, 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 the the fourth down touchdown throw was maybe the best play he's made as a UofL player. I agree. I mean, it was you know, all the pressure in the world on the line there. I think everybody's just kind of fearing the worst at that point. 
and he makes a terrific throw to Mari Huggins-Bruce. And, and at that moment, you are kind of thinking, all right, we've seen this team do this a number of times this year where you feel like you're facing the all-is-lost moment in the fourth quarter, you make the big play, and then another big play happens, and I'm thinking, you know, quick stop, get the ball back. You know, Brock Travelstead, ultimate redemption story. Maybe Nick Lopez, if it's a short field goal, someone's going to go win this game. And the defense just, they can't get it done in the big spot. And at the beginning of the year, they always seem to make that stop in the second half. The last two weeks, they they really haven't. You know, against Miami and Virginia, Miami and Virginia both got big scores in the, in the fourth quarter when the game was tied. And it it kind of took the offense stepping up and really getting the job done themselves to win both those games. And that was crazy disappointing to see. And then, you know, you have the kind of the Hail Mary at the end there, and it's, 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 it's done. Like, it, again, credit to Kentucky. Like, they made all the plays that you need to make in order to win the games. They didn't do the dumb stuff. We did the dumb stuff. They fell on the fumbles. We dropped the interceptions. They answered the bell in the fourth quarter when they had to. Um, it, it, we deserve to lose the game. There's, there's no way around it, and that's a very, very bitter pill to swallow after what had been a, such an enjoyable first 11 weeks of the season. Um, it's just hard because in the last couple of years, it was hard getting your butt kicked, but they were better. This year, we were a better team, and we lost it. We, we did not come through. Yeah, we choked, the, we choked to a team that was lesser than us. And, they, and, they, and trust me, they they showed they reacted in a win by a team for, for a team that was that knew they were not the better team. When I a saw little the, entitled, a little entitled, if you ask me. When I saw the tweet of like the, I think I think it was uh, I follow uh, Oscar. Uh, what's his last Combs. name? Combs. Oscar Combs. Thank you. Just brain fart there. Sorry. He retweets me. I'm using, you do it for me nine nine times out of ten. Yeah, he, he retweeted the UK radio team with the Governor's Cup trophy all throwing L's down, and I was like, the radio guys. I was like, come on. Like, like this is this is the lowest. Like like I get it. Like Paul Rogers and Jody Demling throwing like the L's down around the cup. I was like, I can't imagine. But you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, we were their Super Bowl this year. There was a great snippet of the shutdown full cast, Spencer Hall and company. Jason Kirk, all of the former SB Nation guys, they do that. It's the, it's the best college football podcast out there. and They're very, very funny. It's always worth listening to. But they talked about the UofL-UK game for a moment. and Spencer, they, you know, they were saying like, it was the best game of the day, actually, up until Auburn, Alabama. And Spencer, he was talking about, he's like, every time I looked up, you know, the Kentucky players, it would be like a two-yard gain, and they're just throwing L's down, like "f you, buddy." Like, like he's like, he's like, they were just, he's like, I've never seen a rivalry game where they just wanted to like shove it in their opponent's face more than that. And he was like, I genuinely think that they won that game because they just hated their opponent more. And I, 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 I kind of agree in this. I'm not doing the whole rivalry thing where it's like. You, know, you care more about us than we care about you. Both teams care about each other, and if they don't, like I'm mad about that. Like, like I, I'm saying, I want our guys to hate UK the same way that their guys hate us. Like, I, I want them to hate UK the way that I hate UK because it does seem like every year in that game, one side is just bringing the pure, unfiltered, unadulterated, uncut hatred, and the other side is like, yeah, I mean, I'm. A, yeah, I don't. I'm not crazy about these guys, but let's be rational here. Let's be reasonable people. I, I'm ready for us to be a little bit more unreasonable because they definitely bring the hate every single year, and they let us know about it. And it just kind of like like their sideline w- was more into it. They were more willing to just you know, get everybody. Every time a Louisville player went to the sideline, you've got like seven of those dudes in gray sweatpants just surrounding them and just giving them the business. And look, I mean, it works. Do you think for if them. Louisville didn't have such a successful year and, and it? Coming to this game, needing it more, like Kentucky, where you know all they had left in their season was to win this game. 
Maybe, but like we've been I mean, in that situation uh, a lot of times. The yeah, last but, couple but years, in the last couple, yeah, but in that situation, we have been in that situation the last couple of years. But we also weren't we're, we're farly not we're clearly not the better team. I mean, they were superiorly more talented than. Well, no, but I'm saying you're saying like, would we have done what they yeah, did? Yeah, we come into this year, and I'm with, saying we were in their spot the last few years, and we didn't. I mean, but but this year we you know say we'd had a few more losses and we weren't the AC title game wasn't around the corner, and this was kind of like the capper to the season where you know instead we actually have more you know better things still ahead. I know, and that's what I'm saying. We've yeah. been in that exact spot the last few years, and we haven't done that. We have we have not acted like they did on Saturday, where it's just like, this is what we like. We could have well, saved that was Satterfield. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> that that's kind of. I think I agree. You saw what happened to him at Kansas, and I'm not sure what would have happened if if a Jeff Brom coach team had been in that same spot. Who knows? I, mean, I know it's just hypothetical. I, I know that he. I, mean, I heard from multiple people like they were like, "This is the most pissed that I've ever seen Jeff." Like he was. He was furious. I mean, Quincy Riley came out after the game and w- was like, "I." He's like, "Coach, he's like, we really wanted to win it for Coach. We knew how much this meant to him. We saw how devastated he was after the game. He thinks that he let the whole fan base down." And I mean, like, like Jeff, he never played in the rivalry. This was the first time he was a head coach against Kentucky, but he gets it. Like, like he understood the stakes that were out here. He knows. I'm sure he's he's heard about the rivalry his entire life, and so like it was never. I never felt like I did in years past where it was they just weren't up for the moment. It, they, they just didn't play well. Like I think, I think he had the team ready. They just they they didn't they didn't play well. And it starts off like, like exactly what we said might happen happens. You know, there, there's some pregame stuff. They, 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 there's a little skirmish at the fifty. The very the opening kickoff. There's a huge fight. UK fans or UK players are throwing stuff, and it's Chris Bell who reacts, and he's the one who gets the penalty. And you're like, here we go. Like like we knew this was gonna happen. You somehow kn- they still never got a penalty the rest of the game. I was surprised that they didn't get like that. That one especially, I was surprised wasn't offsetting because he got smacked like two or three times before he smacked back. You can't do it. We we didn't do it against Miami, and it worked out well for us. And it was it was basically just Chris Bell who just could not settle down the entire game. There were two or three times where he could have gotten whistled again, and he just they didn't call the penalty on him. And then at the very end of the game, you know, we're trying to save our last timeout with 15 seconds left. Everyone is lined up to spike the ball, and Plummer's like, or Bell is like pissed off about something. He'd gotten into it again with the UK defensive back, and he's like walking in no man's land. And so we got to use our final timeout, and Jeff just goes absolutely nuts on him. I don't. Bell was on Mars the entire day, but he was the one guy that I thought really let the. It was the Mullet Cunningham treatment where he just let them get completely in his head. He made some big plays, but he was he also had our two big personal foul penalties and then cost us our last time out there at the end. Not sure it would have made a difference, but it would have been nice to have that last time out. It was just, uh, I mean, massive, massive disappointment. Anyway, you, you, I don't agree with the people that were overreacting, in my estimation, on Saturday, saying you know, that this, this makes the whole season a wash or it undoes all the... Uh, the goodwill that you've done over the past. I mean, it's it's still a great season. It's 10-2. and two, But you lost the one game that could put it a little bit, uh, make it a little bit tainted. No, but, it's it's still, it's, you know, I won't, I won't use my Friday analogy for you, but. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Which I think actually fits it perfectly, I might add. It's not bad. It's not the worst one you've made. <laughs> Except for this time, it was a little, you know, speckles came out too with that. But. But I mean, this 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 season was still was still was still a great big you know ice cream Sunday. They just stole the cherries off the top. Yeah, I mean we still got a great Sunday with sprinkles on it, and you know it's it's got some syrup in there, and it tastes awesome. It just have been nice to have some whipped cream and cherry. We didn't get that. You know, Greer has been giving me crap for the last several weeks about you know Pitt ruining the the, the perfect season and the playoff hopes. And <laughs> on Saturday night, I was like, I actually thank Pitt because if we'd been eleven and zero going into that game and lost, I don't I, like, I would have had to have. 
I'd be face down in a ditch somewhere. Like I, I couldn't have taken. I wouldn't be here today. I tell you right now. I, I couldn't have taken eleven and zero, and then a loss to UK. And, and uh, I was talking about the if the playoff was twelve teams this year. And I know we would still have a chance with the current setup to play our way in with a win over Florida State. But imagine if if that had cost us a spot in the twelve team playoff. Like I, I'd have to give up football. As bad as this was, at least it could have been a little bit worse if we'd been eleven and zero. Or if we've been fighting for a, a spot in the playoffs. But with, with that scenario, though, who knows what happened? Because right, like, with, in reality, this game meant nothing to our season. It did. Short. I mean, it was obviously it's it's bragging rights. It means something to you, me, and the fans, and it should mean something. But like statistically, and like as as where the season goes, it literally meant nothing. Right. I mean, unless I guess the the one caveat, which we can get into a little bit later, is if sneaking in if so many teams had lost. Yeah. I mean, well, no, no, not that. I was to say if, if we. Some if NC State somehow jumps us in the final rankings and we miss out on the Orange Bowl if we lose handily to Florida because for anybody wondering we can talk about it real quickly. So, there's no there's, I'm sorry you're gonna have to take it's gonna take longer than three hours to explain to me how team we beat is gonna jump ahead of us. Well, it ha- the same exact thing happened to us in 2016. We beat Florida State. We both finished with three losses. They finished higher than us in the rankings. They got to go to the Orange Bowl and we went to the whatever Citrus Bowl. Uh, so th- I mean, and that is the setup right now. Like if we beat Florida State. No ifs, ands, or buts. We win the ACC. We're going to the Orange Bowl. We're probably playing Ohio State. If we lose to Florida State, assuming that they don't get jumped and they make the college football playoff, which now with uh, you know Michigan and Ohio State playing each other seems uh, it's, it's, it's almost a guarantee. They're, they'll be in the playoff. We will go to the Orange Bowl unless NC State, which was 22nd in the rankings last week, somehow jumps us. Who has zero good wins. Zero good wins. I don't even not, not even a decent. home loss to us. Yeah, and and it, and and they would be they would jump us from, for being what stagnant, not even playing because they didn't earn to play this week like we did. I, it would take us losing by like sixty five. I, I, I feel like for that to happen, that. No, they were they were twenty two. I'm assuming they you know they played really well against North Carolina, cost me a lot of money. I appreciate that. That was a great little. It was, it was like four out of five parlay. I'm like, all right, all we need is UNC to cover the. I'm like, oh, they're down twenty eight three. Great, like cost me eight hundred bucks. They. I'm not gonna tell you what Louisville cost me. I'm not, yeah, yeah, you you kind of hinted. I, don't, I felt bad for you. Mm-hmm. They will probably jump up to like 20. I'm assuming we'll fall to like 15, sort of the same thing we did in the AP poll. So I can't imagine a loss to FSU with so few teams playing next week would drop us five or six spots. And I I also assume the committee would have the good sense to be like, I mean Louisville 10 and three with a road victory over this NC State team that's 9-3, and three, with an Orange Bowl berth on the line, like we've, we're going to put Louisville at least a spot ahead of NC State. I mean, the only people that's going to put NC State ahead of us if we lose to Florida State, I promise you, has a railroad nail sticking out of their back of the side of their head. Yeah. Because they have to. They, there's no way anybody with common sense would do that. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's about a done deal that we will go to the Orange Bowl, but would have been nice to make it a, a fully done deal. It would have been nice to beat Kentucky. For a lot of reasons, for sure. It would be funny to see if their coach got taken, too, but, you know. Well, when you have a fan revolt, <laughs> he got Chiano'd. He did. I was like, I didn't even know until Sunday morning. Oh, you didn't follow any of that? No, because well, I saw it Saturday night, and I sent the, you know I sent a text to like some friends that had already been like on on a thread that I had, I had muted because I got tired of just seeing it go beep, and I, saw, I got tired of seeing it notify me. So I had like seventy two texts on this text thread from some. You know, imagine who the friends were. And like I finally like I didn't even reply to ever once to it. And didn't even look at any of them. So sorry if you think you were funny to me. I never saw one of them. Uh, I just erased them. And then, uh, but I sent the the thing about you know Stoops get, taking the job at A and M. And then I just went about my my night and started watching the, the Survivor Series on delay. And next thing I wake up next day and found out wow A and M said never mind we don't want him and Kentucky took him back. 
I mean, I have so so the, shockingly, I I have friends who cover Kentucky pretty closely. Like I think I've I've said that before, and they were like, you know, they're texting me on Saturday night, and they're like, Stoops is telling his closest friends that, like he's gone, like he, like he's telling, like he has told the people that he would tell in Lexington and around the UK program that this is done. And then it, I think Matt Jones, who was with Vince Merrow, which he, I'm not breaking. <laughs> oh his, no, he, he pulled the Vince Merrow stuff. Yeah, he breaks it at right after midnight that that Stoops is staying because they have taken it to the board and the board has said, oh, there's <laughs> fans are openly saying they're going to revolt if we if we hire this guy. <laughs> uh, so they end up with Mike Elko, who they hired today, I think officially or on a, maybe not officially yet, but he's going to be the next head coach from Duke. So that was, a, I mean, at least for a little bit, it took some attention away from the actual game, which I appreciate. I saw TJ was very excited about it. He was doing his happy dance on Twitter when, when they announced that Stoops was leaving, and now uh, you know, Stoops is back. It, it's one of those deals where I was like, you know, if, if Calipari had left at the height of his Louisville dominance, and he still is dominating Louisville, but if he'd left, I would have been like, thank God. like Get this guy out of here. He's winning championships. He's, he's kicking our ass. Stoops, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I can't be like, oh, I wish he would stay forever when he's beaten us five years in a row. But it's not like he is, I think, God's gift to football or anything. It's not no, like I don't, not I don't think that we can't recapture this rivalry moving forward. It, it, but it would feel a little disingenuous to say that at the time. I, I mean, I, I, it, UK, the fan response has been sort of all over the place with that one. If, like, there were some people who were kind of upset, but like, eh, you know, whatever, when, when he left. There were some people that were happy. There were some people that were more upset. And then when he announced he was coming back, I think the general sentiment was good. But it's not like it has been in the past when, to use the, the example again, when Calipari has said thanks but no thanks, like I'm coming back, and you know the place goes nuts, and they do that thing. It was just kind of like, okay, good, like he's he he he's been good here, but kind of a weird year for him. I'm curious how it's going to react with the fan base who was already kind of somewhat split on him to begin with, and now you've got a coach that's, that left you and then came back because the other team rejected him, and now you're just now. I mean, do you still welcome him back? I mean, well, they're not going to accept that. Like they think that it was. He had a change of heart. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's what most people are yeah, saying. And I weigh hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That I believe that as much as I believe uh, Merrill turned down Michigan just because he all he wanted was a call from Stoops. Yeah, those those are both really believable. I mean, he also turned down A and M too. Yeah, no, no. I hate, hate to tell you some reality, UK fans. He took the job, then they realized they didn't want him, and he came back to you. That's the reality of things. Merrill or, or Stoops, both. I heard Merrill turned it down first, and then they went after Stoops. <laughs> You gotta give them both more money, in my Mar- opinion. <laughs> Mero's like Mero's Mar- been offered every job. I heard Mero. I've heard Mero just turn down the Panthers job just today. He's got, yeah. I mean, turn down Mississippi State too. I, I, we won't we won't say names, but the the UK person that follows UK that says it's this, this was all Stoops' decision to come back. I mean, you really can't think that people are that stupid, right? And if you do believe that, then do you really understand how stupid you are? Let's take a break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll have a, a short segment. Question for life there. A couple more thoughts uh, about the UK game on Saturday. We'll also we'll take some text in, in hour number two on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Somber Monday edition here on 1450-961, the Big X. Glad with what you've done to me. I lay in bed all day long feeling melancholy. You left me here all alone, tears running constantly. Oh, somebody kill me, please! Somebody kill me, please! On my knees, pretty, pretty, please kill me! Bring me 
on point so far. <laughs> wait, 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 get, wait, get to the 90s TJ angst version. <laughs> I'd forgotten to until uh, young Patrick Ryan texted me today about the fate of little, little Howard here uh, at the studio. Little Howard, little, the, little Howard in the back of my mind, yeah. yeah. Little Howard the horse that has become the, the rivalry trophy between ourselves and Kentucky Roll Call, 7-9, every morning here on 1450 The Big X. Yeah, we like that. He's been wearing the, the UK scarf now for three years, basically since I started working here. Yeah. He's he, been wearing it, and you know, we had the opportunity, if we won, to dress him the way that we wanted to, and uh, I said on Friday, he was looking at me like, get please, it. please make this happen. Yeah. And I walked in today, and first of all, he just stares me right in the face. And he, it's like a kid who you promised to be at a soccer game, and he just didn't show up. And you go to the house later, and you're like, I'm, I'm sorry, I called into an extra meeting. And he's had that look in his eyes. Like, like he's like the orphan you said you were going to adopt, and you just decided to get the kid next to him. Yeah. Look at him, poor six-year-old little girl just sitting there holding the doll with it's, no head. Like the little kid in Jerry Maguire where he's like, go ahead and go. Yeah. Just, just go ahead and go. <laughs> But he was sitting, of course, like they have, they have positioned him right in front of where I sit here with a box of tissues. Oh, good Lord. And then a handwritten note, which I know is not – I don't know if TJ did cursive or if he had Roush do this or Scoots do this because it's not the terrible TJ handwriting. So it's legible, it, so it's probably Roush. Well, it's apparently come from Little Howard. And it says, oh, well, these no. are for you, Travis and Mike. L's down and hooves down forever. Suck it, Little Howard. He called me Travis. Yeah. yeah. It was a, it, I, I knew it was going to be bad. It's been just as bad as I feared all Saturday, these these next 48 hours. I will say, and again, not trying to deflect, I am very thankful that we have a game to play this weekend. Because if it took, if, if we were trying to use basketball as a distraction, or the, <laughs> yeah. the month wait until the bowl game, wherever it was going to be, it'd be a lot more. Like, today sucks. Tomorrow's probably going to still suck a little bit. It's going to suck for a while. But once we get to Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to start to get excited about the actual game. We'll talk more Florida State. We'll be able to move on a little bit. We'll have, you know, U of L basketball. We'll play Bellarmine. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure that'll be zany and hilarious. Um, I'm so zany bitter. and hilarious. I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter I've about it. Two and a half years, I don't think I've ever heard you use the word zany. Well, sat- yesterday's basketball game was absolutely zany and hilarious, which we can talk about uh, next hour a little bit. But just for right now, it's just again you got to sit at it. There's nothing. No. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to go. It just it sucks. You got to accept it. No, no. It's you're on the highway and you pooped yourself and there's no nothing to do but you sit in it until you get to the next expressway exit. Just try to get used to the smell. I mean, and 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 you're right though. That one thing you did nail though right there a little bit was that you know you have the game next week. You have an AC title. You have a reason to just something to put this behind us and forget about it. You know that's that that is a definite because if this if there wasn't an AC title game on Saturday. And this was kind of like, like you said, the end of the season until you get to a bowl game. It had been even more bitter. I mean, and I'm not saying it's not bitter to begin with. If you haven't realized I'm not bitter, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you clearly don't pick up social tones. But, I mean, I just, yeah, I, it's, it would be, it would be, I'd be three times more bitter if we didn't even have the HC Tato game to look forward to. So there's that. <laughs> Somebody's listening right now going, you could be more bitter? 
<laughs> I'm pretty better. Did you not? I think that was like three times during that first segment. Rutherford cut him off to stop him <laughs> <laughs> before he started cussing on the air. He's gonna, he can be more bitter. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, I could. <laughs> it felt so perfect at the beginning. Like, like even when, like when we got the Joey Gatewood touchdown, like we're not losing when Joey Gatewood scoring touchdowns against UK. This oh, I sent, I sent the group text out. Vince Tile TD. It travels to drills a long field goal coming back in the game. I'm like, this is this is great. Like, yeah. th- it's all happening right now. We're gonna end up winning by ten. And, you know, everyone who bet the cards are gonna win money, and then it just, it just all went to hell. It just it just all went to hell. They just they they do this. This is what they do. The L's down. I just the the, the excessiveness down. of it is is what is what is getting the annoying part, and it probably is why they do it excessively because they know it's annoying. And again, if you don't want them to do it, you just don't let them do it. But like the the what are you talking about? They they would they would they would miss a tackle and do it. They they were they, they do do it when they're still down like thirty three. I mean it's yeah they like the, 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 the guy kicked them out of the back of the end zone the kicker's like yeah hold down I'm like what but seeing the entire sideline throwing it directly in your face it, it just it hit differently you, and then you had I think it was was it Barry and Brown or Dane Key that was like trying he like squared up with a band member like, he was like I was openly trying to fight like was I'm it like, Davis that ran up on uh, which one's the one that ran up on Harlow's uh, little Ray boot? Davis threw L's down right in his face yeah. And was like, go home and record something. I'm like, these guys—they're talking something. <laughs> like, Ray Davis. Like, like Ray Davis is gonna be, you know, like he's gonna be begging him for a job in it, three, it, years. Like three years. And like he's, <laughs> but like on, the, but in this game on this day, like it's their day. Like they, they just they shove it in our face and they do so effectively. It just it all it all happened. It was all so bad. It's it, it just it sucks. There's there's no way around it. Um, I mean, I did love the only thing that made me laugh, and I I, I put it I did. Respond to the guy on Twitter because you know, like I'm getting just, yeah, solid, just about, eaten yeah. up. But the one, the, the first one that I saw from the guy that just said one of the first ones I saw was just like I, I won't say the actual word, but I just like, open it up and it's like, "How you doing, stupid witch?" Like at Card Chronicle, I'm like, "That's it's worth the the way that it was worded, just popping up out of nowhere." I legitimately just started giggling. My wife's like, "What are you looking at?" And I'm like, "This is the <laughs> I'm like this just putting it out there because yeah, most of them are just like you guys thought Kentucky was going to win. They have some sort of like." Just tone to them. So it, but, you know, it's a lot of like Louisville fans that are upset, a lot of Kentucky fans that are upset, and then that guy in the middle of him just be like, "Are you doing stupid, witch?" Uh, at Card Chronicle, I'm like, "Not good, man." What, I mean, what, what's the response to that? Pretty bad. I'm not. I'm did ha- you say I'm how are you? Did time. you say like not great? How are you or something like no, that? No, I, I just quoted you. Said pretty down, man. <laughs> like, 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 you yeah. should have been like, "How are you?" <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bad. Uh, but and a lot of UK fans, they, you know, some of them would be nice. They'd be like, "Mike's actually really good." Like. Leave them alone. We get, we all have bad fans, and then I, I would love that the there'd be a reverse UK fan too that would jump in and be like, "Nah, f Mike," and just so I'm like this is this is great. Uh, but it was a it was a rough evening. You get home, and then I mean, thankfully, like parking at the Holiday Inn, we get home very quickly. And the game was we, we said this on Friday too. Both teams run the ball a lot. UK plays at a glacial pace, which means the real time is going to go super fast. I mean, the the, the commercials were the only thing that kept that game from being over at like two thirty. So we were home before four o'clock, and that was cool. I got, we my parents didn't have to be there that long, but then you know we we you know Mary and I were were both just down, just wanted to like drink our sorrows away or do something, and instead you got to watch your kid for four and a half hours, and they're like the most hyper kids of all time at that point. I'm like, this is this is why you shouldn't have to to be around your kids after rivalry games unless you win, especially if you lose. It was it it, it was tough. I got kids just jumping on me. Virginia's making up her own game of football, where the cards won, which I appreciated. It was just a, it was it was a tough Saturday. It was a tough Sunday. It's sticking with me, but it's okay. How you doing there, Mike? We'll move on. We'll move on.
anything that about the game because you you and I have said we kind of like like the the way that it played out with UK winning it played out in in sort of the the disaster fashion that we laid out was there anything about the game besides like the no penalties that really surprised you that we couldn't do or that they did effectively <sighs> I'm trying to think I guess not really I mean we it isn't like it's a secret that teams have found a way to like slow down our run game a little bit. That's that wasn't like anything groundbreaking. We still ran the ball pretty well on that. No, we did. No, no, we did. Um, I mean, Plummer really. I mean, I I had a lot of some UK fans being like, "I told you, we just make Plummer beat us, and that's what happens." I'm like, Plummer didn't. He play played that poorly. A kind of a Plummer game. Yeah, he played well actually. Probably played better than your quarterback did. To be, I mean, in a way, I mean, he had better completion percentage. Um. Had just as many interceptions or turnovers at least. Well, I guess he had one more turnover because of the fumble. It's hard to count the Hail Mary as a turnover because you know how that goes. But uh, no, I mean, I just, just really those two turnovers. And I mean, some, some misplays, the tackle on Davis on fourth down, obviously was a bit of two big, mis- two big misses. You know, it was a bitter pill to swallow because you knew that was. That one killed me. Yeah. I mean, that was, there was, that was, I think that was the one where I almost. Flipped my TV table. Had a rough time. And just was like, screw it, I don't care. Um, the dogs mostly stayed out of my room for the fourth quarter. Um, so The only thing that, that really surprised me about the game was the, I guess it would be the third to last drive that we had. Before the, the game-tying touchdown, when we got it, you know, we moved the ball to their 38. We're, we've got third and short after... Plummer completed a pass to to Kariski, which I thought was a first down from our from where we were sitting, but apparently it was like a yard short. And on third and short and fourth and short, we run it to Isaac just twice right up the middle. I was thinking on one of those plays, Jeff's going to get frisky here. Like, like, like He's got something in his bag just for the situation. We're going to take a shot here and see what happens. Especially on fourth down, I thought, you know, play action a little bit, maybe just some motion, get them off-centered. We're not going to do what we just did and got stopped on, and he did. And like that, that was to me was the most surprising part of the game. I thought that this is one of those trust and Brom situations, and he thought we could get a yard, and we went for it twice, and we just didn't get a yard. And I know that we did end up getting the interception right after that that kept us in the game, and we scored a touchdown. But at that moment, I was like, man, well, that's, that, that was, that's when I thought like we're definitely done. And I... I you kind of, I mean, my nerves, the only thing that kept them at bay all week was I trust this coaching staff to have us in the, in the best position to win. Like They're going to have the guys ready. They're not going to let them overlook this game or be celebrating Florida State or just not match the UK intensity. And I think for the most part, they did. God, the kid just ran up the window and scared the absolute crap out of me. I got my shades down. He just, he's, he's, I mean, like, I thought there was. I have to, there's a glare. When I don't put the, if I leave them up now, there's a glare on my computer, which is annoying. My heart is literally jumping. Like, this, he just, like, ran right up to the window. I'm like, oh my God, he's got a gun. Uh, it was, that was terrifying. I don't even know where I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a welcome change of pace here from what we were talking about. That was surprising to me. But anyway, besides that, it was, I mean, I, I thought at the end we would just win the way that we've won all season long. And I guess you can say, Law of averages eventually plays out. We were 5-0 and in one-score games going into to, to this weekend. This was a one-score game that we we didn't win. And you, know, you, you love to say winning teams just make winning plays, but sometimes it's not that simple. And this was a, you know, <laughs> you'd love to trade any of the other five for this one, and you, you don't get that opportunity. Uh, Would you trade play, being in the AC title game next week to have beaten Kentucky this weekend? No. I, I, I hate saying, like, I think I would think about it, but I, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't either. It's a it's a big deal. It sucks for like for the record. If you do that, just gives them more ammo anyway, and I don't want and that they don't deserve that. We had this conversation a little bit on Friday, but nationally, if you beat Florida State, it matters more than if you lost to Kentucky. Locally, it sucks. Like like us having to deal with them the entire year, it's terrible. But like that game was always going to be a blip, whether we won or lost it. Uh, next, we had, we had to go to break here. Okay, you're right. Yeah, and I'll take you be a great example of why when we come back. Okay, four o'clock hour up next. We'll take some text from you guys as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Monday edition here on the Big Act. Call at 888 6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain. I've laughed laughed every single one. The only thing. It's one of the better remakes of all time. It's such a great remake. It is. The needle tears a hole. Welcome back. What's the lyrics? I'm aware. I know what they are. It's very good. Four o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 96.1, the big X. Uh, we will get to you guys on the Thornton sex line. I haven't even checked. I'm sure you're jumping. Uh, 502. I've looked occasionally. I, 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 it's all like all the beginning. You always say you only know you see the beginning sentence unless you click on it. Yeah. Most of them are like, did Trevor and Earth, can Trevor really? And I'm like, I'm curious what they have to say about me. We'll get to that in a second. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. If you have thoughts that you want to have heard today, we got plenty of time for that. Get those in here, 502-414-1450. Before the break, you had a radio tease that was beautiful because <laughs> you didn't realize how close we were to the break. I know. Hit me now with your thoughts. Well, we've thing, been dying it, to hear for four it, minutes. And you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, that this this game, you know, will, it's more national appeal if the poor state game is. It brings more. And nothing, in, I think, just the – to agree with you that with that more than why I don't know, but I you know I throw on college football game day and some of the, you know ESPN later that night to see some highlights of games that isn't ours, and you get you would think a, an unranked team coming into a top ten team would get some decent spotlight on your sports centers and your college football breakdowns and stuff like that. It was didn't even make the first segment, yeah, and not only did it make the first segment when they did show the highlight, it showed the plumber fumble. The Davis game, go-ahead touchdown, and that was it. In a game that, like you said, short of maybe Alabama, I guess you could argue maybe the Michigan game, but short of Alabama was the, probably the most exciting game. Washington, Washington State, too. Yeah, well. I didn't you get a lot of big-time games that had major playoff implications. And But, I mean, we got two highlights, and it was over in 30, less than 30 seconds. Well, I mean, and, I'm, knew- and I'm thinking to myself, like, if that was, four, if that was the fourth state game, that wasn't getting that. That's getting three minutes and probably multiple clips. We knew we were going to be a blip on this weekend because you got the game of all games between Ohio State and Michigan. You've got other teams. Like Washington needed a last-second field goal to beat Washington State. Uh, you know They're a potential playoff team. They're playing for an undefeated season. Florida State, Florida was close, close for much of the game. Auburn, Alabama had a crazy finish. So you knew that like we were going to be low on the totem pole. You're grateful for it, the way that things played out. But, I mean, like we discussed it on Friday because th- there was a question last week about yeah, which one would you rather win? Would you rather win the conference championship game or would you rather win the Kentucky game? And, and it's the same argument. It is The game here has a, much more of an impact, which is the case for most rivalries outside of kind of the Alabama-Auburns and the Ohio State-Michigans of the world, and not as much of an impact nationally. And if you beat Florida State next week, it's an 8 o'clock game on ABC, and the other conference championship games will, I think, they're, they're, like the the Pac-12 will also be at night, but some of the other, the bigger ones will be have already been played. Like you're gonna have all eyes on that because FSU will be that last team looking to lock up one of the four playoff spots. 
And so you got a lot of teams out there. You, you probably have a couple. Maybe the, I mean, if Oregon beats Washington, one of those two teams will be hopefully trying to get in. If Alabama beats Georgia, you know, they'll be trying to get in. A lot of eyes on that game. And if you beat Florida State, a lot of people outside of this area are going to remember that. And they're not going to remember that you lost to Kentucky. And again, this sounds like a coping thing. I'm not trying to be here locally. It sucks. Like, like I, we're not going to forget that we lost to Kentucky. But it's why I think that for the betterment of the program, if you're looking big picture, beating FSU and winning a conference championship, going to the Orange Bowl and, and all that good stuff with a potential top 10 ranking, it matters more than, than beating Kentucky. But for our like sanity and our mental health, Losing to Kentucky and having it be one of your two losses at this point in the season just just sucks. There's no way around. It. I, don't, I guess it's hard to explain that to Kentucky fans who've never had the experience of what it's like to actually play for a conference title, and probably never will. And probably never will. Boy, I mean, the thing is though, like if we win the conference championship, and this is another thing that we've, you know we brought all this up last week, where it was like we had the the, the brief "what if we lost" discussion. I mean, if we beat FSU. Every UK fan's gonna be like, we're basically the ACC champions. We would have been undefeated, which sucks. But again, it's it's sort of the same thing. It's not as big of a deal, but it does remind me of '98 when they won the national title and, and lost to us. And every time they, my friends, bragged about it, you know, we were like, okay, cool, second best team in the state. It, it didn't like it tainted it slightly, but you still make that trade, obviously. And again, winning a national championship in basketball is not the same thing as winning an ACC championship in football, but it's still a big deal. We we haven't won a conference championship since what 2012. And we've never played in the ACC championship game. This like this would be one of the biggest wins in program history, despite losing to UK last week. So it'd be it'll be annoying that they bring it up all the time, but still, I, I think if you had the opportunity in a weird world with some sort of wizard coming to you, you make that trade. <sighs> all right, are you ready to go to the text line? It's pretty much the rest of the show, right? Not the rest of the show. I, I do want to talk about basketball a little bit. Because uh, yesterday's game was, I thought, funny. To play four people. How, okay. It was hilarious. Right, before you go to text line, when, when they had four guys out there, is there a little part of you was hoping to go to double overtime? Uh, more than a little part of me. <laughs> I was like, come on. When they I, came out and they hit the three on the first possession, I was like, okay, this would be very, very funny. They, I mean, think about it. They played with four guys for three possessions. They they made an uncontested three and got fouled on two of them. I was like, we're, I was like, we're not going to lose to this team with four players, but by God, we're going to try. I was, like, I was let's go double overtime. I want to see five on three here. I want, I want that. That's like the only thing that can make me smile right now. My team is on the floor. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, they've got to be. You've got nobody else that can play. I didn't go on Twitter, but I mean, there had to have been like that. That had to have been used like 5,000 uh, times. Yeah, like, I saw yeah, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's no way. And for those that didn't like, use it, they probably just too young to even remember the movie. But I mean. Yeah, that had to be it. I mean, we saw four guys. Like, they had four guys out there. It was awesome. I was starting to count it down too. Right when the, like the fourth guy found out, I was like, "What are many guys they have on their bench?" Because we know one's not playing. Because well, two been, of them were playing. Well, well, Another one of their supposed best players, Suggs. The Suggs keep us out. That didn't. That, nothing hurts more when you go into a global game against a bad team and they're like, "Their best player's not playing." You're like, "We're screwed." Yeah. Like I already knew we weren't going. I was like, I'm, it's "Like they canceled their season last year." It's like, don't care. UK beat them by 40. When they said their Still best player was out, I'm like running to like the, the website to bet against us. I'm like, we're gonna we're not covering this. <laughs> All right. Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Run it, download the refreshing rewards app. It'll save you money at the pump. Save you money inside anytime you stop in one of this area's 96,222 Thornton's locations. Texter says, the Pitt and UK losses didn't exactly calm the narrative that Jeff Brom team soiled the bed right after winning a big game. 
I mean, was Miami really that big of a game? Yeah, I was gonna say, if you want to make that claim after the Notre Dame game, fine. Yeah. Like beating Miami was was cool because of what it represented, but Miami's a seven and five team that was. Yeah, like, I, I don't think that you can lump that one. And you can, like the like the thing about this game is the reaction to it. You, it's been the same as like the Lamar. 2016 game where we were four touchdown favorites like this was, it was a touchdown spread it's not like UK is a terrible team and it's not like we have been just absolutely decimating everybody on our schedule like this was a it was an upset for sure but it wasn't the upset to end all upsets like so you know I, I, it's, it's not like Pitt was a bad team that we laid an absolute egg against we didn't play well in this game against Kentucky but UK is a seven and five team they're better than Pitt so I don't, I don't think that that really oh, Pitt, applies yeah. Texas losing Saturday broke my soul. I'm taking the day off and we'll regroup. Signed, got to make him say no guy slash Trevor Stepdad. Oh, they got to make him say no guy. not even submitting a got to make him say no candidate. Wow. This may be, that may be the saddest like, UofL fan thing that I've experienced over the last 48 hope hours. you're happy, Kentucky. hope you're happy with you Look did. what you did. You, you broke to make him say no guy. <sighs> Mark Fuse just lingering. You made him Friday. say no. I like that his most recent text before that was, it doesn't stop, it just keeps going, is what Trevor's mom said last night, too. <laughs> Happier times on Friday. <laughs> Texas, all right, Mike, set the tone early. Bottom line, Louisville wants to beat UK every year, and it sucks that we've lost the last five. Bad news, Louisville lost the turnover battle and lost the game. Louisville lost to Pitt the same way. Sometimes you lose to bad teams when things bounce the wrong way. Good news, Louisville's playing for an ACC title and an Orange Bowl most likely after that. Let Kentucky throw their L's down because the Governor's Cup is as good as it can get for Kentucky, minus an occasional Motor City or Odor Eaters Bowl. They win their Super Bowl. We have two more coming up. Yeah, but I would like to win that Super Bowl. Still want to win them. Yeah, I mean, I... Listen, I, I, I get it. And we were their Super Bowl, but, you know, it's still nice to, like, win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they've won five in a row. Mm-hmm. I, like, the whole, it mattered more to them than it mattered to us, like, you know, kind of coping mechanism that a lot of fans are doing. I'm like, yeah, but still they won. Like it's it's it still sucks. Like I I would like to win the Super Bowl at some point. It's been since 20 like we have not won at home since 2014. We're going to go a full decade. Help I me mean, we and we may not play them again after next year. Like there's a very real no, chance that the next bitter part. that next year's game is the last time that these two teams play part barring some sort of bowl game matchup. And that that sucks. I mean, this may have been the last time that we had a chance to see us hoist the Governor's Cup on our own field for, who knows, forever. Which, I mean, the closer now that it gets, I've been kind of of the mindset, like, just enjoy this college football season for what it is and then deal with whatever is coming next. Like, seeing Oregon, Oregon State on Friday night and and, um, the Oregon State band is playing, like, uh, like we are never getting back together and stuff like that. Like seeing all these these rivalry games just come to an like, it just reinforces how much this all sucks. Like like conference alignment is just it's it's messing up the best things about now, Washington. Football. Washington State didn't did say they're going to do the Apple Cup still though, right? Did they? One one of one of those series did did one of the Pac twelve series did say that they they intend on keep doing it. I thought it was Washington Washington State or it was either or that or Oregon Oregon State. It was one of the two. Oregon Oregon State is not okay. Then then I think it was Washington. One of them said that they had intended on. Continuing the rivalry, regardless. Well, that's good. I mean, I just don't. I, th- I thought it was Washington, Washington State, but maybe I. I, I well, they've reached an agreement. They will play at least through twenty twenty eight. Washington, Washington State. Yes. Okay, so yeah, the Apple Bowl will, the Apple Cup will continue. But it's not. It, it, now it's going to be played early in September. Well, because of the change, yeah, because of the move. Yeah. I mean, Which, I mean rivalry weekend's not going to be rivalry weekend anymore. I like, mean, but I mean, I mean, would would you rather lose it forever or lose it just on that same week? I mean, no. I mean, I wouldn't lose it forever, but yeah. it's still, it's it's the whole thing sucks. I agree. Texture says, C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. 
texture says the very next text right after it just says G damn it. <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect text, actually. <laughs> texture says no anything else there. No, no no fanciness needed, just just point blank. Texture says, tell me again how the UK game isn't more important than the AC championship game. BS, nobody cares now. They're gonna lose that too. That's a UK fan. But it, it mean I mean I mean it is. Like, like I, I I'm sorry. That's not a coping deal. Like the UK game. Big picture wise, is not more important than a conference championship game against a top four team, and we very well might lose the the. I mean, we're underdogs. The FSU game, I think the spread's now down to like three, which Florida State did not look great against Florida on on Saturday. No, that, that was more Florida losing that game, I think, than anything, and not covering the bastards. But a win more, big picture wise, would would I mean it's a conference championship. Like you guys would be doing the exact same thing if if Louisville beat an SEC beat a Kentucky team that was going to the SEC title game. That's silly. Texas, I couldn't believe we fell into a 15-yard penalty on the opening kickoff. You know that was preached all week. I lost my mind in the stands and embarrassed my 17-year-old daughter. Well, don't worry. If you have a 17-year-old daughter, you're, I'm sure you'll embarrass her many more times. Exactly. Day, yeah, so don't feel bad. And I, but I agree. The, 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 that, that was when you just the opening, the opening kickoff and we're getting, I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's just... After we talked all week about not retaliating, it was, it, yeah, that it set the tone. Uh, yeah. Now, granted, like there wasn't that much. But after the first couple of series, it, it always settles down. Like the that stuff kind of stops. There weren't. There wasn't a ton more of that. But it still, it was just like, I mean, we, like, like everyone's talked about this all week long. It's been like one of the major narratives is just don't let them get in your head and do the stupid stuff. And very first kick, opening kickoff, it's like, well, there's 15 yards. Texas Mike, I compare Saturday's loss to our 2014 Sweet 16 loss. Jeez. Even though they had beaten us that year, our trash talk was all about how Cal couldn't coach and Patino did it the right way. We felt like we were better, and that game would have been a turning point that we could have owned forever. That loss still hurts my soul to this day. Saturday felt the same. They were winning, but we all felt like Stoops was a fraud. They had four straight, but we finally had a real coach that would expose Stoops. A win today could have invalidated a lot of their trash talk, and we could have turned it around. But this loss stings in the same way. We will win again, but they have some bragging rights in this particular moment. I don't think it's as bad as the 2014 Sweet 16 game. It sucks. Don't no, get me no, wrong. No, no, no regular season game is ever going to surpass the 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 anguish of of a, of a tournament loss. I mean, this would be like losing to them in the first round of the playoff, yeah. the expanded playoff. Or if we, or like you said, we maybe were undefeated and it cost us a chance at you know the undefeated season. Where does this rank in, in terms? Because we've had some some bad losses to UK in football. Like, like I said, the ones that sting the most are the close ones that you're expected to win, and like our wins over them, like our exciting wins have all been in games that we were expected to win more heavily. We've only had a couple of upsets over them. Have we ever upset them really? The 2011 game at their place when Teddy came in, we were underdogs in that game. Were we okay? And it was and even then it was like a four and a half point spread or something because yeah. we just lost to FIU the week before. But where does this rank in terms of painful UK football losses for you? Oh, top two or three. I mean, it's got to be. T- I feel like there are three big ones. I mean, the Stevie got loose. Yes, was 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 right there. Um, I mean, I, in no particular order, I'll say Stevie got loose. We're going sack game, and probably the first one. I don't know how much you. I mean, remember. Lamar game's got to be up there. And Lamar, yeah, those those, those four. Those those four. This is and this is in there. Those those are your top five for me. Now you can put them in whatever order you want, but and I and if I thought about it, maybe I could tell you the order. Give me a minute, but like those right now, off the top of my head, are my top five. I think this to me is two. 
I, I think like, Stevie Got Loose is the worst. The, fir- the, the first game is probably not in yours because that yeah, you were that probably a little young. I was young. I was I into was, it, but I didn't really. The I'm the 14. I'm, I couldn't wait for it. I was so excited when they announced the game because I, you know, the, the trash talk amongst my UK friends was always like, well, we don't, you won't play us. And, you know, then we lose and end up breaking a bone on my foot. But that's no here nor there. Um, yeah, that, that one, but that was. Yeah, the, the sack game in 02, and then Stevie got loose, which was in what, like 07? Yeah. It was Craig's first year. That was like that one to me was the worst because we had been so dominant, and I think we were all hoping that, you know, Craig, I mean, we were top 10. Like, like they've beaten three top 10 Louisville teams, which is crazy. This, this was the highest ranked team that Mark Stoops has ever beaten, which is also crazy. I think this one. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing I am didn't want him. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think this one would be two just because the Lamar game, the Lamar game sucked because it, co- it did end up costing us the Orange Bowl. But we also were so down after losing to Houston the week before and seeing the, the, the playoff dream go out the window. Like that one, that one sucked. This one I think was more about just like if we hadn't lost four in a row before it, if we had been dominating the rivalry before this, I think it would hurt less. I think we're all just so desperate to finally beat these guys again. Like it, this one really stung. I think I would have this at two, 2016 at three, and then like yeah, the, the Ragone game was bad. But also, like the first game of the year, you kind of don't know what you're getting into a little bit. Um, that probably would be four for me. I mean, if I had to say number one, it's probably Lamar game. I, I mean, mean, I'm not gonna yeah. There's valid cases to be made I mean, for a lot of we these. We don't win that game. We won like what seven in a row, eight in a row, some at that time. I We've mean, been six. Yeah, I mean it was, and and just, and the fact that we dominated that game, and I mean I still question whether that was a fumble or not, and no one ever talked about it. Defense sucked. I mean it's because Grantham and everybody had already checked out. Yeah, and we played. Sucked. Yeah, and, sucked. They, and they still got lucky to beat us, and that's that. Yeah, that that one. Yeah, that that one probably won. This one, I'm gonna put this one probably two is you like you, and then three I'll say Stevie got loose. Four I'll probably go first game, and five I'll say the uh, we're going to sack game. Texas Mike, are bear hugs now eligible blocks in football because that changes a lot? <laughs> Texas, so Trevor is saying that UofL was the better team over Kentucky if only they played a game to decide which team was truly better. Go uh, Cats. Yeah, you can't make that argument. Like, Yeah, because you're right. Because, I mean, if that was the case, you would have been favored, right? Wouldn't you, I would assume? I mean, because yeah, no upsets ever happen in sports. Never. I mean, if they played again in today. They played ten times. The line wins seven. The, but the, the the line doesn't change dramatically because UK won that game. Like I think Louisville's still favored. Yeah. And, yeah. Louisville's favored on the road in that game. Slightly, I would say. Yeah. Still, still favored, right? I would, I would, I would assume so. Yeah. Texas, I listened to the Friday pod while at work today. You two were so excited. I was helpless to warn you. <laughs> Is that the person who sent the tweet in with the uh, the T two? I think yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Which was I'm funny, listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably perfect gift to use. That's perfect. Texas, I read that Braum was Petrino-level angry after the loss. I think they bounced back very big on Saturday. Very big. He was, from people who are close, he was very, very upset. I understand. I, I can imagine how much this I mean, because he's a local kid, a local guy. I did listen to him on with Jody when we were driving home in the post game, And, I mean, you could, you know, he does, like Jeff, he never is overly animated with the in you know, media sessions. But you could tell where he was like, he used the word ridiculous like five times. He's like he's like he let them score on a kickoff return without being touched, like which is ridiculous. He's like then you give up two uh, a touchdown in two plays, two wheel routes, which is ridiculous. And he's like we got a lot to fix. Like the defense has been bad the last three weeks. He kind of uh, you know he he does what what he he did what he typically does, which is put the the blame the onus on himself and the coaching staff. And he was like 
defensively now that's three pretty bad performances in a row, and it's on us for not changing things. He's like, people always talk about how, you know, offenses get figured out as the season goes on and defenses adjust. He's like, the same is true with defenses. People have, you know, they're on to what we're doing, they're adjusting accordingly, and we probably haven't done enough changing in the last three weeks to to react to that. And, like, you could tell, like, he was just, he yeah. was ready to light up some dudes. One of those plays that's funny on Thanksgiving, I was talking with family, and we'll say who we figured out, uh, about Isaiah Cummings. And I was like, I mean, God, I, yeah. and I, I remember asking, I was like, is he still at UK? And, and this person who would know was like, yeah. And I was like, how much has he got to regret? He's like, oh, that was a horrible decision now. In hindsight, I mean, they they wasted him. And I'm like, and it was funny, we had that little short conversation, and of course, on Saturday, what do you have? Your first Isaiah Cummings highlight, and Three years. Well, it was one of the last tweets I saw before I left the house that they had. They, they announced like the UK players that were out for the game, and it was a couple of tight ends, and they were like, yeah, like former male high school star Isaiah Cummings will actually get the start in their place. And I was like, of course. I was like, here it comes. Yeah. He's going to do the the, the Dominique Hawkins thing. And when he had that big catch down the left sideline, I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <sighs> Texture says, I know it's such an easy rivalry thing to do, but really just during the game and especially after with the entire UK flipping team flipping off the whole stadium, it was just really striking to me how much more they seem to have this visceral hatred and motivation against us. They do. I want us to have the same thing, though. Like, I- I'm not sitting here being like, they care more than we do and it's pathetic. I'm like, they care more than we do, and I want us to care as much as they do. I'm sick of losing this game. Like, it's kind of like the reverse in basketball, right? A little yeah, bit. like I, I, I want, <laughs> except in both cases, they, they kick our ass. Like, yeah. I want them, I, I want our guys to hate them as much as I hate them, and I think that's all we want as fans. I think we have a coach who understands that. I think that he's he's trying to get that, but like you didn't, like you just didn't see it. Like they, they like UK wants to just shove it in your face every single play, every single time. Like it's so obvious. I mean, they're they're flipping off the band, they're flipping off the student section, they're going after cheerleaders. Like they they are just going in full villain mode. And at some point, when it's working, you've got to be like, we have to match that energy a little bit, and we have not done it the last the last five years. Texas, was it me or did the stoops? Uh, did the stops in the playbook remain fully unpulled? I hate to think that that was the most creative the offense could be. We didn't we, do any trick plays, did we? We didn't do anything really differently than, than we've been doing. Uh, I mean, the, the f- we scored thirty-one points. We really didn't think we needed to pull any trick plays. I mean, we we should thirty-one. When you score thirty-one points, you should you should consider yourself okay. The opening. Can you hit the cough button for me, real quick? Yeah, here you go. Thank you. The opening two I don't drives. Ask, I hear you in the other one. Yeah, it was, <laughs> the, the the first drive of the game. Which look, I, I said you know you have to get off to a good start against these guys because they want to bleed the clock and they're going to play. You, know, you want them to be playing from behind. We did that. Got the stop for the fifteenth straight game that we have held our opponents scoreless on their opening drive, and then we get the ball and go right down the field and score. First drive of the second half, beautiful script again. Like like those two drives were just were wonderful, and it I, I felt like we weren't doing anything crazy. Like, like especially the second one, it was kind of just like okay we. We can run the ball on these guys. Like, let's just let Jawar and Isaac hit the holes, and you know we'll make the simple little nine-yard stop routes on the sidelines that we've been hitting on, and and they're not really pressing up. We're using the tight end again. Like it was just it was what we've seen work so well the last couple of weeks. But I, like I said, the the one time that I was surprised that we didn't get a little crafty, get a little weird, was that the drive where we got stopped on fourth down in the fourth quarter when we were down 31-24. I thought if ever there was a time to pull out a bag of tricks, it was that time, and instead we just run up the gut twice in a row and get stopped twice in a row. Texas says, is TK going to watch CM Punk on Raw tonight? 
I saw this. CM Punk's back. Yeah, yeah. He he showed up at the very, I mean, literally the very end of uh, Survivor Series. Um, I saw that one guy was very upset that he's yeah, back. He was one, yelling at work. It's don't worry about that. It's, that they've been, Seth. He Seth Rollins. Yeah, I love people online are like, was this real or not? I'm like, come on. He says he's gonna knock him out in the, in the locker room. Yeah, it's no, it, that's all work. Um, don't worry. It, that they've been playing. They've been planting seeds of that for weeks where. People will chant CM Punk like when the you know during the like the during commercial time and you can see Rollins acting a little peeved about it. They they've been playing in this for a few weeks now, um, which is fine. I mean, that'd be the storyline they'll go into, which is fun. I mean, I'll watch it. I like I think CM Punk still is fun on the mic. He's a shell of what he once was in the ring, but uh, he's still fun on the mic. And I'm curious. I mean, if you're WWE, I mean, I know he brings ratings, but AEW wasn't willing to sell their soul for those ratings. WWE apparently has no no soul to sell. Got a big pop. I saw that. No, well, of course he's in Chicago. Huge pop. He's in Chicago. That's the thing about CM Punk. They're going to learn with AEW. Learned. And your Chicago, they love him. Anywhere else, he'll get booed out the building. I don't know why, but I'm not going to ask the because he's from Chicago. Oh, okay. He's a he's a huge Chicago. He's based. He's he he has no qualms about letting you know. Most people thought CM used to stand for Chicago made, but it doesn't. By the way, it stands for Chick Magnet. Texture says. When Louisville basketball tweeted out that it was KP's birthday before I that, uh, I immediately no. went to DraftKings and put a parlay on UK. Uh, I may or may not have texted Trevor. You know, you did. You sent me like we're, we're you sent me a text like we're screwed. I, well, you don't have to give that away. But it was like eight in the morning. Too. I was like, I was vibes like, are off. Not now, Kenny. That's what I woke up to. I was like, what? No. I mean, right, when, right when I saw that, somebody, a bunch of people tagged me and put it, sent it to me in like the DMs, and I was like, you've oh, like, no, I'm not putting this on Kenny, but. It wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to see that morning. It's like, happy birthday to our head coach, Kenny Payne. I was like, oh, God. I mean, could you think of anything oh, worse to Kenny. tweet out on, on the morning of the UK football game? I mean, yeah. it was. I, mean, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. No. Uh, Texas's Ron English defense was finally exposed. He needs to get on it. Tap Vance Bedford's shoulders. I don't know what that means. I guess, do you want Vance Bedford back? Mm. I mean, the defense has been good for the most part. It's had a couple bad games in a row. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't blame the defense completely on that situation. I mean, that, that that game was lost just primarily, and we just made a couple bad errors, and you know, that's what happens. Texas, the last thing that I'm going to do is have a moral victory Monday. Saturday was obviously a gut punch, but I agree with everything you all said. We should have won that game and another better football team. Satterfield was never even competitive with UK. The gap is closed, and the tides are turning. It just sucks that we couldn't get it done but the future of our program seems to be going in a much different direction. Matt said today Stoops would have left had they lost. Just an unbelievable turn of events. That's not, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, come I'm on. I'm not going to believe anything that dude says about the story of the story. I promise you that. Stoops <laughs> wanted to leave if they won. Like, yeah. they, it was the. Uh, Stoops, I mean, le- Stoops left, okay? And then he got told, he got to, he got to his new job, and they were like, yeah, sorry. We've decided to hire someone else. And he's like, well, I guess I got to go home and play and spin this. Some stuff came up. We're Something sorry. Came up, yeah. <laughs> the yell, the yell leader said no. My favorite part was the UK fans that are like defending him coming back with his tail between his legs. They're like, "Well, good luck, Hiram Elko. We had two ten win seasons. He's had one. Like, He's been coached for two years, that dude. Elko also looks a lot like Stoops. He does. I, I was like, they basically were like, okay, let's try the second version. Do you think that's who they thought they hired the first time? They were like, we thought we hired Elko because we saw a picture and was like, whoops. Like, I mean, it's blue. Did you know that you're actually drinking Folgers Colombian Crystal Coffee? <laughs> That's what? Underrated commercial. <laughs> basically, just gave him the same guy. It's like the the old The Office. Uh, it's the same picture. 
Texas, we were absolutely the better team in that game, which makes this worse than the blowout losses. We lost simply because of a special teams touchdown and two untimely fumbles. We won every statistical category besides turnovers. If even just one of those three plays doesn't happen, I believe we win. It's those 17 points, the, the, the 10 points off turnovers and the special teams touchdown. Now, granted, they could have salted that game away if we didn't get the Devin Leary interception. Um, so if you want to say that, you know, that those were our seven points, okay, then it's the 10 points. Like That's the game right there, the the, the kick return and then the three that they got off the um, the second fumble. Well, I mean, but they scored both their they, – they, they, they filled the 10-point gap off our fumbles. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we, I'm saying we got seven off their interception. We still lost the turnover battle and the turnover points, but yeah. yeah. Uh, TJ texted in. Why? Oh boy! Ha 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 ha! Trevor is down bad. Amazing radio. UK had been called idiots and rednecks, and we're not even thirty minutes in. I said they it was rednecky behavior. I was say, I didn't I didn't say rednecks. I said idiots, but I didn't call them idiots. I said they're only idiots if you believe that like Stoops actually came back to you on his own accord. That that's that that's just. I agree with that. And the rednecky was the the cheering on the walk back, which was, I mean, I don't know how to say it. Like the, a lot of woos, a lot of C-A-T-S, a lot of F-y'alls, a lot of, a lot of rednecky cheering. Texas, can Matt Jones and the Stoops spin machine just admit that Stoops was going to leave, but once he saw the backlash from the A&M fan base, either him or A&M said, yeah, we ain't doing this. Well, no, that's not, they're not going to admit that. No, no, he's not going to, he's not going to admit that. He's, he's going to, he's going to tell you what you think he wants you to hear. You want to believe it? Then be my guest. Texas is bad enough to lose to Kentucky, but the fact that their fans and coach are claiming it's because we are in the ACC and they are SEC is laughable and embarrassing on their part. Look, I, I, look, I told you this was going to happen if you lost this game. It validates all of the negative stuff that you've been hearing. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of people. And it's not just UK fans, but a lot of people that are going to do the their record is, is just fully reflective of their schedule and nothing else. Like All, all that stuff is just going to get hammered home. And that's the price you pay for losing this game. Mm-hmm. The the Stoops quote was the what you said what what Jeff has done with their team. It's a really good team, really well coached, but it's different. It's not the SEC. It's not an SEC team. So again, if you don't want that stuff to get said, don't lose to a three and five SEC team. It's funny because AM told him we thought you were Mike Oko. You're not Mike Oko. So go home. <laughs> Like, I know that UK fans were all trying to like you know, but like Stoops answered the questions about AM in the press conference exactly the way that somebody that was going to leave. That was the first time where I was like, they, this may actually happen. When he was like, he's like you know, I'm not going to talk about that, and I'm like, this is. Uh, See, I, I went media blackout, so I didn't even know about him taking the job until it was like 11, 30, 12 at night when I got the. I guess so not long before he got you know rejected from it too that, that I heard about it, him even taking it. It was late when I heard about it, and in fact, who brought it up? It wasn't even. Uh, my buddy Yates is the one who even brought it to my attention. He was like, Stoops to a and I'm like, is this a rumor? Are you just joking? He's like, no, this is a, it happened. Yeah, it, went, it moved quick. And I'm like, what? And I go on Twitter, and I'm like, wow, okay. Texas, the Jawar fumble was the turning point. We were driving, and they couldn't stop the run. The defense held them to a field goal and tying the game at 24. But the next series with the Jack fumble was just absolutely the worst. Scrambling and going to take a loss of yardage on third down and then fumbling near the boundary with the ball taking a huge UK bounce, that's when I realized we're not going to get out of this. That, I mean, that's, that was my same progression as well. The Jawar fumble was the first time where I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I'm worried. Like, I, I was, I thought we were in control of it for the entire time up there. I was, I was, I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't nervous, but I, I'm thinking, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. The Jawar fumble happens, and I'm like, we may not have this. And then the Jack fumble is the, this is a disaster we're going to lose moment for me. Like it, it happened very quickly and it was not cool. 
<laughs> not cool at all. I think something very unchill happened. Something um, not that chill happened to me on Saturday afternoon. That's how I felt. I felt like a demon doing that to me. I felt <laughs> pretty violent. That's how that game felt like, yeah. It was, yeah. There were a lot of images I'm going to have a hard time getting over. It was, it was, it was bad. It was, it was just really bad. Texter says that person didn't send in the Star Children Ode to Satan for you to read last week, and that's why we lost. You have to read it on Friday. Losing to Kentucky is soul crushing. That's a good point. I thought we, I thought we read these. No, I read it before the Miami game. He, they, they never sent it in on Friday to read. They said they were, they were going to do it in the goofy voice before the UK game. They never sent it in. What the bleep, man, dude? Talk about a ball drop. Come on. Take a break. When we come back, more from you guys on the Thornton Sex on at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Get it all out of your system here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Sad part about that entire movie is the dog sitting at the door. I know. That's his actual dog, by the way. You know what I'll never do again? I, so I, I've said this the last two years. You, you, we, you very quickly, when we started doing the show in August of 2021, guaranteed a victory over Kentucky that year. And we got to the, the game the last two years. And I've been like, I can't pick Louisville to win this game until I actually see it. Like, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't believe it. I can't do it. We were a favorite whatever it was, last year or two years ago, I think two years ago yeah. in 2021, and I, in, in the Courier-Journal and the Herald-Leader, picked us to lose. Because I was like, I can't, I, I can't trust us until I actually see it with my own eyes. And this year, I was like, that was Satterfield, this is Brom. I picked us to win, 31-23. Everywhere that asked me for a prediction, I said, we're, we're going to win this game. I feel good about it. I can't pick us to lose. I think we're going to win. I don't know if I can do it now. We could be eleven and zero next year. They could be zero and eleven, and I think I'm going to have to like predict a three-two UK victory for next year's game. I don't think that I can predict a, a U of L victory until they actually do it. Like I, I, I just I, I, this one is tough to get over mentally because it sure seemed like a game that we should have won, and now it's five years in a row. I feel like we're, I'm getting tricked every November now, and I'm, I'm just I'm not going to get fooled again. Not gonna get fooled again. I can't do it. You'll never love again. I'll never love again. I'll never pick Louisville again until they actually win it. I need to see it happen with my own eyes. <sighs> Thornton Sex Lines 502-414-1450. We will talk a little bit of basketball in the next I was just, hour. I was about to say, you know the basketball team did win, right? Yeah, and it was funny. We'll we'll talk about it next hour. But I mean, we've got like fifty billion texts to try and, and cycle <laughs> through. Yeah. I think we still have texts from like the first like ten minutes of the show. 
Yeah, we're at 328 right now. <laughs> I was say, we haven't even hit the first break on the show, technically. Texture says the game was three plays and not the kick return. Two fumbles in home territory. Lame fourth and one call up the middle and the fourth uh, and two Davis conversion. Also shocked that they didn't continue running Plummer. Surprised we didn't get any uh, wild con. Nah, it seemed like a... Everyone was like, they're going to use the wild con. They've been setting it up all season for the wild con pass against UK. Just never happened. Mm-hmm. Didn't Same happen. that for Florida State. Game Maybe. that matters. I want to see all the tricks against the FSU. Yeah. That way we can really like drive home the... Well, we, we weren't. We, we didn't care about you guys. It was all about the championship game. <laughs> Going to smoke FSU. Texture says, significant favorite at home. Terrific season. 10-point lead. UK makes just about every key play necessary. Louisville's best player has a fumble that essentially flips the game. Just crazy similarities to 2016. The loss better not cost them a big bowl game. NC State creeping up the rankings I'm, is a bit worrisome. I'm not worried about NC State because I, I assume that, you know, these people actually have brain cells. Again, the big difference, though, is we were 27.5-point favorites in 2016. I know that you know 7.5, you can say, is a big favorite. It's still three touchdowns, almost three touchdowns less than it was. In, in 2016 was an absolute shocker. This one was a surprise for sure, and it sucked. I, th- I think you can argue even worse. But it wasn't the same level of upset. This was not a just – like there. Everybody in 2016 picked us to win the game. There were people picking UK to win last week. Not as many as there were picking Louisville to win, but this isn't like the stunner of all stunners. Um, it sucks. It stings. It, it's a game that I think, think we should have won. I see the similarities between 2016, but the big difference is a awfully big difference. And I do think that, you know, we knew if we lost that game, the, the moment we lost that game, we were like, the Orange Bowl is probably gone. Like, there was a glimmer of hope that you may say the committee would use some nuance and say, hey, <laughs> I mean, common sense, one 9-3 and team from the ACC, another 9-3 and team from the ACC, and one of those teams beat the other head-to-head by 75 points. Let's take the one that won the game. They didn't do that. We got left out of the Orange Bowl. I don't think the same thing's going to happen this year. One, we have a full extra win over NC State. Like, we're, we've got 10 wins. They've, they're done with nine. Two, we beat them on their home field. That should should matter. If we, if we get lifted out of the Orange Bowl, I'm going to be very upset. Texas Alderman missing the tackle on fourth and one was a huge misplay that we've made all season. That one sucked. I mean, it's just a. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, listen, some respect to Ray Davis, who's a good running back. He just made a better play than Alderman did. He did. Thing I, is, maybe we should have more than one guy there at that point. But you know, hey, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, U of L put out the video. I, I did think about it after the play. U of L put out a video like on Wednesday or, or or Friday about just all the big goal line stops the defense has had, like all the short yardage stops where the teams come up huge. And like there was, it wasn't on the goal line, but it was fourth and one. And like that was the Texas right. Like that was the play that we've made all season long. And Jalen Alderman, I mean, just uh, he's been great for us all year. Two huge plays in that game that he could have made. He drops the interception, which that ball felt like it was hanging up there for. 75 minutes and then he misses the tackle in fourth and one like those were those are two that he's gonna want to bet want to have back texas says uh why does it seem like every time we play uk they seem to play the perfect game they play better than us i don't think they played a perfect game though no the 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 leary interception had a chance to be devastating for them um you know they had some drops at key moments they were better than us though like there's there's no running from it they it, it wasn't like a like i agree with you in saying we're the better team, and I think that we, you know, there were times where we flexed and we looked better. But like, 
I didn't leave the game thinking we deserved to win. Like we we did the things that you can't do in that situation. We deserve to lose. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm not. That doesn't take away from the fact that we're still the better team. I agree, or more talented team at least. Texas, after having a Kentucky fan text me to rub it in, I had to remind him that they've only gotten two real victories in football this year, one against a bad Florida team and then us being their only good win. He said he'd rather watch his team lose to SEC opponents every year than watch his team win in the ACC. Well, that dude's an idiot. I don't believe that at all. But I can believe if he, he might believe it, then, then again, he's also a moron. That's just that's a dumb thing to say. Texas, I got sugar. I'm sorry, I'm done sugarcoating things today, Mike. It's all coming straight at you, TK style. Yeah. Texas, it feels like our players cared more about the Miami game as a rivalry than UK. I think our players either aren't as invested or understand too late the local rivalry. I don't know. I mean, is it something? Because one of the arguments you hear a lot is that UK has more Kentucky kids on their roster than we do, and that plays a part in it. I think. Well, you saw that with Weaver. I think a little bit. I mean, God, they, have, they, they do have kills some us every year. They do have some that have still are still there because they weren't. You know, they've been there since the beginning of the Satterfield era. So I mean, that's those guys are all pretty much going to be gone after this year, and then all the local kids are coming here now. So. Change that around. J.J. Weaver is one that really still hurts because he, again, grew up a L fan, played it more. If, you know. Let's just say there's a good thing there wasn't a camera in my room during <sighs> when, during that game of things I've said about J.J. Weaver in the last 24 hours. I mean, JJ, he's also played for like 75 years. This is my yeah. third 75 reference in, the, in this hour. I get it. But he's been, you know, he's a COVID kid. He's, he's using the extra year. Oh, he's been there longer and he's got more fingers on one hand. And he crushes us every year. Like, he always is making big plays. And like he's he's a guy that you look at and you're like, if we had had Jeff Brom six years ago, or if we'd had somebody else six years ago, like he's playing for Louisville and he's not, and those guys always seem to come back and kill us. Texture says, uh, Stoops decided to say at UK, dumbass. Yeah. Whatever you okay, want. yeah. And it, Santa brought you presents this year. Oh, it's angry guy. It's the angry guy because yeah. two texts ago is the private schools are for sissy liberals, oh, which yeah. is maybe the best text that he's ever had. Well, it, it kind of just shows his correctness in his text, too. Texas, man, I've got to say, you guys are dealing with it a lot better than I am on a <laughs> rational level. Really? That's not good, dude. <laughs> I feel bad. I hope your wife went away for the weekend. <laughs> on a rational level, I know this Saturday is much more important than potentially the bowl game, but I haven't been this bummed about a loss since Lamar's fumble against them in 2016. I hope the team is as sick to their stomachs about this loss as I am and use it as fuel to play inspired and ruin FSU season. They're probably not. I, I mean, I think the players, like they get up for rivalry games, but especially, I mean, we, we've talked about this with basketball in particular in, in recent years. Like it, it doesn't matter to them as much as it matters to us. Like they don't have to deal with the other side. They don't, you know, in basketball, you so rarely have kids that are from this area. There's more of it in football, but in basketball, it's it's a lot of kids that are from all over the country. A lot of them have played AAU against one another. They don't just have that same just visceral disdain. They hear from the fans, and that gets them excited, and they you know they they, they want to live up to the legacy of beating the other side and all that stuff. But I don't think that losing to Kentucky, like it, it, I think the the our team, our guys, they hate that they lost to Kentucky because it's a it's a loss to a team that you were favored to beat and and all that stuff. Your first upset loss outside of Pitt all season long, like that's sticking with them. I don't think the whole like rivalry element of it it means as much to them as it does to us. And that's the same kind of on both sides. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> All I know is it sucks for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bottom line, it blows. It, it does. It really does. 
Texas, UK could have gotten Summerall. Stoops getting left at the altar is definitely a win. I know they all thought that. I mean, maybe they could have. I don't know. He, he, could have gotten what? Uh, Summerall being like moving up into the spot of, that Stoops left? I mean, everyone, all of them thought John Summerall was going to be the guy that they got. I thought it was Brad White was the guy that they were going to move up to, the defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, they're not giving, no. I mean, the head coach would have been, they're not going to make Brad White the head coach. You, who said that? I don't know. I just thought I'd read that somewhere. No, I mean, Summerall was the, the big name out there, the, the guy from, from Troy. Oh, I meant, I mean, Stoops left. I thought they would just pr- promote somebody. I didn't think they'd go after somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that, I think that would be a wildly unpopular move, right? More, more unpopular than AM hiring Stoops? Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're UK and you're just promoting an assistant, I think that would have been, that would have been wild. But yeah, they all thought they were going to get this John Summerall guy and, um, he's he's the big hot name in coaching, so okay, who knows? They didn't. No, it's Mark Stoops. And why didn't him go after him? They, you know, well, and him's a little bit bigger than Kentucky. Okay, well that's true. Yeah, Texas says uh, had the better team. Trevor shut the bleep up. Dirty team who had the personal fouls. You took what we gave you when it came. Time for you to bleep up. You folded. Okay, so if we folded, that means you're admitting that we are the better team. angry guy yeah he's contradicting himself that's funny i says haha mike you were one loss against a four-man squad away from the worst thanksgiving weekend of your life lions suck cards suck hold this l you bums angry guys all the way back i own this show really hold on these bleeps where's your eagles talk there angry guy oh yeah mm. once you turn once you turn that governor's cup around sideways turn it bend over and shove it straight up your angry incorrect rear end i also had a lovely weekend I my- sports sucked but I had a fun time with family it was well, enjoyable i was losing money i mean by the way, no DoorDash this month for Trevor. <laughs> you have to make changes. Kind <laughs> of make some. Kind of make some cuts. Mom came in the room. She goes, "I'm sorry about the game." I was like, "It's okay. You weren't expecting a Christmas gift this year, were you?" No lights this year. <laughs> Electric bill can't take it. My my gas light came on on the way here. I was like, "Well, maybe I can maybe I cipher some gas out of what Troy's car he leaves here." <laughs> Angry has one last banger. Stoops and Tamu uh, both realized they didn't want each other. Y'all act like TMAMU is some great job. UK has more 10 win seasons than they did in the last two decades. You're an idiot, Trevor, and you're not going to convince anyone of anything sounding like you have had a cigarette and a half eaten beef and cheddar lodged in your throat. Uh, cigarette, I wish. I could, I could, this is one of those shows I wish I could smoke during. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Basically, they just paid a guy $75 million not to yeah. coach there. Their reasons for being alluring are pretty obvious. I mean, if you think you're a bigger program than A and M, then, dude. I mean, it's like me thinking I'm 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 a I'm hotter than you know than than anybody in an Ashton and in an Abercrombie and Fitch ad. Ain't gonna happen. A what in Fitch? Abercrombie. Abercrombie. Isn't that what it's called? Abercrombie. Whatever. Those DBs with the the shirts off and the. I love your reference. I love your references from like 2002. Just. Oh, the hot Abercrombie and Fitch guys. I don't know who's hot now. Who's who is? I mean, the, the last time you told me a guy was hot, was, it looks like he got beat up with an ironing board. That's Tyler Styles or whatever his name is. Who? The the Harry Styles guy. Harry Styles. Yeah, the dude that's supposed to be hot now. He looks like he got beat up with an ironing board. <laughs> like that's what's considered hot now. Maybe I am hot. Texas. Oh my God, what was that song? Someone kill me, please. Who sings that song? That was funny, Trevor. Oh, how do you not know wedding singer, Texer? Come on, you I must have been on Napster back. I'm in the assuming day. you're younger, so I'll give you a slide. Yeah, go go rent the wedding singer with Adam Sandler. Uh, it is pure genius. The whole movie is just gold. Gold, I tell you.
Tech says, can't we talk about the UofL baseball dominance over UK today instead of talking about the football game? This could be your special training episode. When does baseball start? It starts again, doesn't it? It's like, we'll soon. Are you ready for a fun little tidbit? You don't even know this yet. I probably don't. We're going to have Dan McDonald on the show on Thursday. Yay! They're, uh, we're going to have some baseball announcements to make. They're going to have Yay! some reveals coming up this week, and then we'll have Dan on at 5.15 on Thursday to talk about it all. When does the season actually start? Uh, February. Late February. I always thought it started like still in December. The baseball season? Yeah. Be, I mean, it's already cold enough in late February, but I mean, you're running saying. a big risk if you're playing games through January and December. I mean, around it feels it. like there's like no. It feels like the baseball offseason is the shortest of any sport because it's like within like before you blink, the, Super Bowl, the World Series is over, and they're like, "All right, catchers report tomorrow." Are you talking professional baseball or well, college? I guess I'm because college ends in early June is the College World Series. Clumping all baseball together, I guess or in June, late June, and then yeah, they don't start playing until February. Texas Matt Jones, who runs a fan site, says you can't believe the Texas A&M fan sites about the fan revolt against Tyree <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Texas first, let me say how much I love this football team and how grateful I am for the season. They have made football fun again. However, I like how Eric Crawford pointed out that this will probably be Brahms' weakest team as far as talent goes. How awesome to know that we are going to do nothing but get better. P.S. Where was Stephen Heron Jr.? He was hurt. He, he was out for the game. They announced that before the game. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I think I, t- I, I spilled some tea this summer. I gave some tidbits out there, some things that I had heard from people that are close to the situation, and, and that was one of the things that I said was they think that this is going to be their least talented team. I, I think we all hope that that's the case. Um, the recruiting right now, you, you look at the rankings and you're like, oh, they're only you know 50, whatever. I think they they like some of the guys that are still in on in that class, and then they. They have big plans for the transfer portal. There's no way around it. I think they're going to load up at offensive positions. They're going to reload at some defensive spots. I think they feel good about some guys coming back that played key roles in the, on this year's team. So it's going to be – and like that starts in these weeks ahead. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that are already entering the transfer portal. you got some teams that have their seasons over. you got some teams that are getting ready for bowl games that are going to have guys not playing the bowl game. So – this is a super busy, busy month and a half for Jeff Brom and company because they're going to be getting ready for FSU this week. They're going to be getting ready for probably a top-tier opponent in a big-time bowl game. And while that's happening, they're going to have to be killing it on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal to make sure that they're right back here in the spot next year. It's weird times. It's a weird situation, but that's the way college football is going to be from now on. Texas, when I hear Trevor's uh, outro music, I just kind of smile because I, want, I know that I want someone to kill me with a new honey-baked ham from New Albany. Hey, how did Big Tam is pretty good. The 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 person who sent us the Allen electrical truck that he saw on his way home from the game, I was like, oh. <laughs> the guy said it's the co- the cozy. Yeah, because of the- <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just it, it felt like karma was just slapping us in the face. I know. <laughs> there was one moment where Mary and I were trying not to laugh because we're trying not to encourage his behavior, but John has gotten he's very moody. That's and, the hardest thing to do as a parent. People don't understand is not to laugh at things when your kids do that. You know that you don't, they don't need to be doing. So he like just smacked the bleep out of Mary's face, and it was like he like looked at her too. He just like he said like "mean mommy," and Mary's like we don't we don't use those words, John. And he just like smacked the absolute hell out of her, and it was such like a just defiant move that we were having such a bad day. And Mary just like looks she like looks at me like I try not to laugh, she tries not to laugh, and we're like John, we don't hit. And I'm, I'm like this is just she's like I. I feel like this is what this whole day has been doing to me. Just <laughs> smacking me in the face. It was a rough day for the Rutherfords. Stay there, your boy texted in. Speaking of making things rough. Oh, Trevor, I will never, ever, ever let you forget this loss. Ah, I know. He won't. Well, he'll forget. Luckily, he's 
or not, he'll forget about himself in a year or two. He also says, oh, Cesar has texted in a bunch today. He's busy. He's got nothing else to do today. I mean, he sent in like 15 texts. Good Lord. What a bunch of bees. Talk about the football game. Five in a row hose. Uh, pictures. Hope you remember Trevor. Stewart. Now it. you know why I Let silenced my, my thread and I just <laughs> didn't even this look is at so him. So many texts. Yeah. Now, now, now you get the, now you're like, maybe Trevor wasn't lying about that. It's time to play the game. After round and found out. Still, little brother. You're not Kentucky's Super Bowl. You're Kentucky's guaranteed victory. That's some salty bacon. J.J. Weaver never lost to you, bums. You saw my text. According to Matt, Stoops turned it down because two coaches said they were not going to come with him. Well, take that. I believe everything. Yeah, you, you can't. I'm sorry. I like Matt to a degree, but, yeah, he's telling you about 99% false lies on everything about the Stoops stuff. And then he called all of us handsome. He said, I can't believe it. He said, I'm staying here because of how handsome the media is. Let's take a break. <laughs> Did five, he really say that? Five o'clock hour is up next. We'll take some text from you. We'll talk a little basketball as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Monday edition here on the Big X. WXVW Jeffersonville. W230CK Jeffersonville. Hello, New Albany Mayor Jeff Gahan here. 345-9017. That's Barbara at 502-345-9017. Try not to think about what might have been Cause that was then And we have taken different roads We can't go back again There's no use giving in And there's no way to know What might have been Texas. It's a good song. I'm a little depressed. We can't stop that UK win. Here it comes here. No. We can sit and cry about it on the radio. And wonder why we didn't pass. Sort of pass, yeah, they win. <laughs> yes, your war may have the best seasons we will ever know. But he couldn't hold on to the bus. I feel like we're probably breaking some kind of FCC rule. We are. You got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Five o'clock hour here the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450. Luckily, no one cares about Little Texas enough to sue us. I do. 96 1, the big X. We've talked uh, for the last two hours about the football game. We will go back to the text line because you have, have sent in a billion texts. Uh, and continue the, the, the commiserating, the therapeutic show, whatever you want to call it. We have to at least mention the fact that there was a basketball game yesterday. Two, in fact. The U of L women. Oh, yeah, victorious yeah. over Gonzaga, took down the Betty Chancellor Classic, champions uh, after suffering a, a loss to Alabama to start the weekend, bounce back, big wins uh, on Saturday and Sunday. They want to ship. They're feeling good. Uh, the men's team, I don't know what to say about the game. The, the, we won. We won. We won. We beat a team that finished the game with four players. All I hear is we won. We won. It was a New Mexico State team that— We were getting our butt kicked for 90% of the game. <laughs> it was a New Mexico State team that— I, has to be said, canceled its season a year ago because they had a player commit a murder and then also had a hazing scandal. So they fired the entire staff. They are the only team in D1 with an entire new roster of players. And staff. That's what I said. They, they, they oh. Fired the entire staff, new staff, new players. Everything's new. They are, were number 255 in Ken Palm. They'd only beaten one Division One team before coming in on Saturday. They still have only beaten one Division One team because we won. Lost the UK by 40. And they were playing without clearly their best player, Femi Okudale, 
who'd played at Pitt for a couple of years, played at Seton Hall last year, was one of the best defenders in the Big East. Uh, Suggs, the, the Suggs kid who was supposed to be their starting point guard, also is hurt. So they were without definitely their best player, probably two of their five best players. And they came in here and led for, what, 95% of the game? No, we had no business winning that game. We trailed by eight really with a did. minute left. Yeah. Uh, got a nice little and one from J.J. Trainer. hit a three, got a steal, forced overtime, and, and then won in overtime despite making just one field goal in the extra period. Was, we shot. I mean, let's also not point out that we didn't score our first field goal in the game until seven minutes in. We we didn't. It was it was bad. There's, seven minutes into the game, we finally scored our first field goal. I think we all had a lot of questions about if the Madison Square Garden magic that we're talking about, which is funny, we, we still went 0-2, and we're like, the Madison Square Garden magic, if we were going to bring it back to the Yum Center, it did not translate. The, no. the team looked just as bad in that game as they did in the first three. Uh, and Mexico State's a bad team. There's no way around it. Uh, you know, we, we were favored by eight for a reason. And we looked... We were only favored by eight. <laughs> I mean, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield goes back to just being... In, I mean, no points, four rebounds in 22 minutes after looking like a freaking draft pick in New York for, for uh, a couple of games. That makes no sense. Dennis, I think, is... I love Dennis. He's still... He's, Why does he start? I don't know. He's, he's still... He's, he's He just is, is kind of lost out there. I feel like they just want to start him with to just do the tip-off and that's it, and they take him out. It's like, we're just going to use him as, as our opening tip guy because he's 7-1. I mean... I don't know. The, the ironic thing about the game going in was... New Mexico State did one thing well. They got to the foul line a ton, and they're a really good free throw shooting team. Uh, we shoot 49 free throws in this game compared to their 17. We, outs- top 50, we outscore them 36-9 to at the free throw line. New Mexico State gets called for 40 fouls. We get called for 16, uh, and that's the difference right there. We currently are number one in the country in free throws attempted this season. We're second in free throws made, so don't, say, don't let anybody tell you that we don't do anything well. Uh, but that clearly carries us to victory in this game. Sky Clark was good for, uh, once again, 29 points. He was 15 of 16 from the free throw line. Trey White had 22. J.J. Trainer had 20. We still, I mean. I did feel bad for them a little bit because there were some of those calls they called on New Mexico State that like were not fouls. We had a, it was a friendly whistle. I mean, the, the one on Scott, I think it was, I don't remember who they fouled out because they fouled out six guys, but. I want to say it was an overtime when Clark went up and like Clark, they didn't even touch him. Like he, there were a couple where like, it was he like, spun was... and lost the ball in the air, yeah. and like they called him for. I was, it's like man, I was like, I'll take it because we needed we we sadly needed every bit of those like bad calls to get the win, but still it was bad. I mean, I still felt bad a little bit for him. Now they look they, to their to be fair, like they got the call at the at the end of the game where it was a, sort of a block charge deal. I thought I, I, I hand up. I thought it was the right call. That it was a block. You cannot land. Slid under him. Yeah. You cannot stay. You had, if he if he if he had been one step back, it would have been a charge. But that was a block. Yeah. And the Eziago kid with 1.5 seconds left has two free throws to basically win the game. And their coach, the, the who came from Sam Houston, his name escapes me, Jordan something, Wooly or something in it, or Hooli or Hoolins, I think is it. Hoolins, yeah, something I remember, like yeah. that. He makes the. Interesting call to call timeout and basically ice his own guy, which I thought was was strange. Yeah, and he comes out there and he misses too badly. Now he's not a great free throw shooter, so maybe it didn't really matter. But that was a—I mean, the whole game was just very interesting. We'll say it was not exactly encouraging after a couple of competitive performances against good teams in New York. Uh, but we do win. We are uh, three and three now. Two wins away from hitting the Mike Rutherford guarantee. Bellarmine is next up on Wednesday. Uh, the Cards confident. Yeah, I think though I think they should win that game. Though. I mean, we shouldn't have won this one. No, we shouldn't have. They outplayed us. I mean, they, we we needed every bit of a missed free throws with one and a half seconds and some bad calls to go our way. To 
I mean, we needed them to have four guys on the court. It helped. It was nice. The game that I, I, I'm growing more and more excited for, and I don't know if you've paid any attention to this. Florida State on Saturday? Well, it's Virginia Tech oh. in basketball. Oh, on basketball, Sunday. my bad. But I'm not excited about that one. It's December 9th now. I, the circle for me just keeps getting bigger and bigger. DePaul is now 1-5 on the season. Northern Illinois came to their place over the weekend and just destroyed them, beat them by 10 in a game that wasn't that close. San Francisco just beat them by 16. Their only win is over South Dakota by 12. They play Iowa State and Texas A&M these next two games, which they are, according to Ken Palm, they have a 16% and 4% chance of winning, respectively. And then they will host us on December 9th. Very real chance that we have a 1-7 a DePaul team against a probably 4-4 four four Louisville team. That's gonna be, It's the game to end all games. If we, don't, if we lose that one, then I don't, I don't know what to do. We've got to win that game. It's the, it's the Mike Rutherford must-win game. And that would get us to the Mike Rutherford guarantee, theoretically, of five victories. These are high times for the basketball team, Trev. High times. I got distracted by Joe Shad's tweet of them welcoming Elko at A&M in the press conference, and they're doing the sway thing. It's kind of cool. Elko will actually – I think he's a decent fit there. He fits the culture a little bit. He'll be fine with the (laughs) yell team. (laughs) The weirdo yells stuff and – Physical SEC football, like they want to be, like, like you know, they, they want to stop being flashy and start being more like the other SEC. What well, Elko, the guy that listens to Jay Z? Yeah, Mike Elko, big Jay Z yeah, guy. Jay Z guy. You, you look at him, he screams Jay Z. He's had a hard knock life. But uh, Louisville men's basketball gets the win. The women also beat Gonzaga. We mentioned that. A couple other quick notes: uh, Uval volleyball is a two seed in this year's NCAA tournament. They are in, of course, Pitt's region, so we could get a, a Louisville Pitt round three for the second straight year. In the Elite Eight, the Cards will open up the NCAA tournament at home on Thursday and Friday. They'll play Wright State on Thursday and then uh, a second-round game, hopefully, on Friday. If they were to advance to the Final Four for a third straight year, they would almost certainly play the number 1 overall seed, Nebraska, who's undefeated in the NCAA semifinals. So, again, volleyball's been a fun thing to, to jump on the bandwagon. If you haven't been paying attention, it's still a good time. It's become like a little fun holiday tradition, I think, to follow the volleyball team in the NCAA tournament and try to see them win a national title. Look, they're not a number one seed for the first time in three years, but I think they still have a fighting chance. This could definitely be a team that plays to a Final Four, and then who knows what could happen after that. So there are still fun things happening, despite what took place at Ellen Stadium on Saturday, and despite the, the men's basketball team looking like something we're probably not going to have a fun time getting behind. Did you see the, the Kenny Payne quote after the game? Because no. you always know there's going to be one, right? Yeah, no, I did, I did, I did not watch. I, hand up, uh, call me bad at my job. I didn't watch the Kenny Payne press conference after the game. It's like, for some I, reason, I just didn't. I just didn't want to. You, after everything that had happened, you just because yeah, I was like, I've got through this game. Now I'm going to the Eagles because the Eagles game was about to come on. I was like, I'm, I'm going to this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I've suffered enough this weekend. I'm. I've earned some joy. The pain quote, because you're always like, I feel pretty bad about what I just watched on the court. Let's see how we can make this thing worse. Pretty much, basically, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he comes out and, and talking about New Mexico State says, I scouted this team and watched the first half of the Kentucky game and thought, why did we schedule this game? And then laughed. And I'm like, one, they lost to Kentucky by 40. That's something I said like a week ago, too. I was like, hey, they hung with Kentucky in the first half, remember? You said it jokingly. I did, and then you said, yeah, and they lost by 40. And I was like, well, yeah, but they hung in the first half, you know. 
<laughs> they also, I mean, kidding, it's a New Mexico State team that, again, they've won three games. Two of them have been against Division three opponents. They're coming up a 30-point loss to Southern Illinois. They almost, they, 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 they didn't have a team nine months ago. They canceled their season because their thing was such a disaster. I mean, like, I don't. <laughs> the other thing is, like, they're almost beating us. We're hearing so much about this dark cloud that we've had and all the NCAA stuff, and it's you, you don't know what these guys went through. And I'm like, Mexico State had a player kill a guy last year, and then another who's, like, they've got three players that are potentially going to jail for hazing another player, and they're sitting here coming to our own place and almost beating us a year removed from that. I'm like, geez, I don't want to hear any more about, like, what we've been through and all this stuff. It's a team that got blasted by UC Irvine, lost to Fresno State, blasted by Southern Illinois, and they damn near came in here and, and beat us. Probably should have won that game. I mean, there's no probably. They were up by eight with a minute left. Uh, it, I was just like, you can't use that quote after the game. I mean, their team is full of guys who probably been, have been in college for like six years. They have a bunch of transfers. They, they have, they, oh, I love the one who's been, went to Western, then went to Georgia State, then went to Western. Now he's here. Yeah, the Jordan Rawls. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then the other one, I think, had you know, this was uh, the big man. This was his fourth college. Uh, he just, but he came with the coach from Sam Houston. Yes, yeah, he, they were like he started here. This, this He'd like, been at K State somewhere like else. Fourth, it's like his fifth school. Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of yeah. I mean, I mean, they are the island of misfit toys. I mean, because of what happened last year, but and the, and the best one wasn't playing. And they're yeah, they're quote the quote on best one. Yeah, we only played in two games, but was still averaging like sixteen and something. Yeah, he played in three, I think. And he was he was the leading scorer and rebounder. Also, this is just this is little nothing, but something caught my like during the broadcast. Something that kind of annoyed me was when they were talking about Tyler and they were like showing like what he did in New York, and they made it like they they put this graphic up to make you think he averaged ten and ten. It was like he averaged it was for like, forty. It was well, it was said PPG ten points, and then it was like total assists ten, and then free throw lines. I'm like, so he averaged ten and five. Like, why not just put 10 and 5? Why do you got to, like, word it differently down the graphic to make it look like he averaged 10 and 10? Trevor, I'm not going to lie to you. Out of all the things that I was upset about watching that game, <laughs> that wasn't in the top 50. It wasn't up there for me. It didn't bother me nearly as much as I think it bothered you. I mean, it bothered me a little bit, but I was just like, I, but I was more confused of why you would do it. Like, averaging 10 points and 5 assists is, nuts, is, is pretty good, right? I mean, I don't think it's something you have to hide. They had to make it, like, sound like he didn't average, like, he averaged 10 assists. I'm like, no, he had 10 total assists. It's fine. Okay. Quick shout out before we move back to the text line to Anna DeBeer, also from the U of volleyball team, who's been named, uh, I just saw this across the wire, ACC Co-Player of the Year. Alana Scott has been named the ACC Defensive Player of the Year for a second straight year. Cards once again sweeping up the, the individual honors for volleyball. You can do the Anna DeBeer song if you want to. Anna, Anna DeBeer, baby. Don't you know that we love you, honey? I missed it. In the air to be a baby. Didn't need more of it. You know she's going to spike that ball. All right. Where's she playing now? She's a Louisville, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Why would I have brought that up if she wasn't playing for Louisville? I don't know. Because I'd talk about anything other than the football game right now. <laughs> Congrats to BYU <laughs> transfer I'm Anna not, DeBeer. Not, I, would not, I would be okay with it. I'm not. I'm not upset. Let's go back to the text line. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. God, people are upset. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, the, the first text, now I can't get anything to load. I see it starts with, why did we have to be born UofL fans? I can't, I can't the read it. The university the just continues to break my heart. Maybe oh, there it basketball, is. Yeah. Thank you for the assist there. Well, I mean, you must be younger, dude. <laughs> We've had some pretty good times. 
Bit of downtime, though. It feels like it's been a while. It has been. Texas, the obsession with L's down and the obsession with playing in the SEC is what gets me. I had a fan tell me that as I was leaving, you can't handle the SEC. Well, I guess they can't handle either. They went three and five. <laughs> I mean, I, it is strange, but I guess, you know, everybody plays with the cards they're dealt. And for Kentucky, it's, you know, we get beaten by good teams, but you would too if you were us. And look, they they can kind of back that up when they when they beat us themselves. So, like I said, like this was going to be the annoying game. If if you lost it, it wasn't going to be depressing. It wasn't going to ruin the overall season, but it was going to be annoying as hell. One because Kentucky fans are annoying by nature. Two because all of that talk that was out there attempting to devalue the fact that you were ten and one and placing all of the credit for that on a week schedule and a week conference. It was going to back that up. If you lost to a three and five Kentucky team that hadn't really beaten anyone of consequence going into that game, and that's exactly what's happened. And I mean, you got Stoops saying it, you got the fans all saying it. You know, if you guys were the SEC, congrats, you'd be a six and six team, seven and five team at best. And if we didn't want that talk to be out there, then we should have not lost the game. Texas, the two things that pissed me off the most are Chris Bell and the fact that UK didn't get penalized once. Absolutely bull bleep. It was hard to – that one was hard to stomach, especially when they. it's not like that was part of their reputation. They were known as this team that has played undisciplined football this year. They ranked 100 in the country out of 133 teams in, in penalties going into the game and not picking up a single penalty. Well, they, they got flagged for one, and we declined it because we actually completed a deep pass to Coleman. That one was – it's difficult. I don't difficult, know difficult to believe. Difficult to believe and difficult to stomach. And I don't know if you've heard this, Trevor, but it was an SEC officiating crew. Ah, well, I'm shocked. The fix was in. I did have multiple people send me like the all, all these tweets about how Louisville took more money than any of um, any other bet that was out there, and like Vegas needed Kentucky to win. Like all these gamblers had put before the game, like Kentucky's like their biggest like need to make that money part in the I day. Don't Vegas and I, I was like, money, it, yeah. you know, it, they could have been more over the top if they'd really want to like we still had plenty of opportunities to win the game maybe not to cover the eight but or the seven and a half but i never thought i lost the bet i lost was on the money line bet i didn't think we would cover i mean all we had to do if we don't fumble then i I feel like we're gonna win (sighs) we did we did texas sorry if you already mentioned it but i was surprised at how conservative the play calling was is that just a lack of trust in plumber yeah 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 i mean when it did seem like we set plays up to try to go deep. He also got sacked. Like we didn't the pass protection was not great. And Kentucky wasn't bringing a ton of guys on those uh, on those uh, those plays. Like he was having to drop back like 7 or 8 yards to complete passes 15 yards down the middle. Like a couple of times you know when we it seemed like we were taking shots and Jack would drop back, little play action, he'd sit there for a second and then bam, he was on his ass. So I think all those reasons led us to to call the plays the way that we did. Lack of trust in Plummer for sure is, I mean, I think lack of trust is almost unfair to say. I think it's more of a understanding of his limitations. Like there are some throws out there. I've been saying this since week two. There are throws out there that he just cannot make, and asking him to make them in that type of game is just begging for disaster. He is what he is. He's not going to magically wake up and just be Patrick Mahomes out there one week. It's just not going to happen. Texas says, Trevor, regarding your analogy from Friday, this is the nastiest, stinky, wet-your-pants fart ever. Kind of screws up the season for me. 
Also, how can we get players to understand that after a loss to UK, their fans literally torment us and make our lives a living hell during the game? After at work, at church, every freaking where we go. I almost got into a fight coming down the tunnel. I just can't take it. Go cards win the ACC. Yeah, this this was this wasn't a fart. This was yeah, this was shooting out, you know, shrapnel out of that part. That's how bad it was. You or, mock the or the one I sent you on a text that we can't say yeah. on the air. <laughs> you mock the church thing. There was a time like back in, when this was actually a, a, I'm not mocking it, just surprised at it. Well, um, there was a time when, when this was a proper basketball rivalry. I think it was. I want, I want to say it was like Christmas Eve, 2014. It was one of the years where the game was played like the day after Christmas, and like I, I'm turning around like we're doing the you know, the, the, the sign of peace to everybody. You're shaking hands and saying, peace be with you, peace be with you. And I turn around to the guy behind me and say, peace with you. And he goes, go Cats. Just says, go Cats. Shaking my hand. I'm not wearing any L stuff. It's Christmas Eve mass. And I was like, are you kidding me? And Mary, like, we turn back around after everything's been quiet. And Mary's like, did that guy just say, go Cats to you? I'm like, he did. At church on Christmas Eve. Sort of the peace side, he gave a thumbs uh, L's down. I mean, yeah, at least he didn't give an L's down or like use, drop the F-bomb on me. But I mean, it was still. I was like, still felt inappropriate. He's that kind of smiling. I'm like, it's. I mean, it's, it's church for God's sake. Stop, stop. Texas. I know it's not fair, but the Allen Electrical guy smiling at me in the driveway is irritating me today. I'm happy that people are irritating me. Beat FSU. How happy people are irritating me. Not a smile at Allen Electric guy. <laughs> not kind of smiling today. Not smiling today. Texas. Texas A&M hired a guy that scored zero points against Louisville. This is true. They went from a guy that had beaten, if you want to look at it just yeah. that way, they went from a guy who's beaten Louisville five straight and whooped their ass uh, four of those times to a guy who lost 23 nothing to Louisville. I mean, it's A&M, though. I mean, it's just, they're, I mean, this is, this is the same school that, that hired Jimbo Fisher, who I knew at the time was, you know, one of the worst you know, championship-winning coaches in the history of the sport. He's an idiot. And they saw that. I mean, A&M's always kind of been, A&M's like that, like a lot of the SEC schools, they, they they have a lot of tradition. Their fan base is very rabid, like South Carolina, yet they have nothing to show for it. Like they've never done anything except maybe like lose out in, in bidding wars for Eric Dickerson. Like they nothing, and yet they, they still think their bleep don't stink. I mean, the biggest thing they've had is They're the— pure, they, they are pure SEC. That's why they kind of belong there. I mean, it's the, the Manziel Heisman and like the win over Alabama that year is kind of the biggest thing where they're like— yeah. We're here. I mean, they haven't even played in the conference championship game like Missouri. Like, Missouri's done more, you could argue. I mean, have they even come close to even claiming a title in the 50s? I don't think they did. Well, I think everybody claimed titles. Well, yeah, but sometimes, I mean, usually, like, the, I don't even know if they ever had a, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're a school kind of built on R.C. Slocum who did the, we're going to beat up everybody and then lose to the other three good teams and go 9-3 every year, which is what he did. And he'd get blown out by Oklahoma. and Every now and then they would kind of spoil a Texas. Maybe, but Texas was still kind of iffy in the 80s, too, because of, you know, Fred Whatever is that? What they Fred Byers, whatever his coach was bad. Um, yeah, I mean that's just what they did. They they get blown out by t- Nebraska and Oklahoma. They usually get upset by one other team. They go nine and three or ten and two. You're kind of going off on Texas A&M here. But that's just who A&M is, and that's but that's kind of, I mean, again, it's kind of fitting for the SEC, and that's who they are because despite never winning anything, and their fans are great. I mean, they're rabid as can be. They are. They they have a tradition. They have this. They have that. They've got all of it except the one thing they don't have is any reason to be that. All I could think of was how we had kind of done a reverse Billy Gillespie deal here, where you know we lose to A and M and convince Kentucky to hire their basketball coach, and we lose to Kentucky and we convince A and M to hire their football coach. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope this turns out just as well for you guys, or I hope it turns out a little bit better for you guys than it did for Texas, but uh, or for Kentucky. But that was ended up not happening. 
Texas, I'm not going to say anything about the new Albany football PSA still playing. It really bothers. It kind of bothers me at this point now, too. We've got, we've got to change it. It's football season in New Albany. I'm like, it's over. It's done. I was more getting by the uh, PSA. It's like the, 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 the salesperson. It's just like, we have Christian talk. We have Christian conservative talk. <laughs> and to Brady, it's like, in sports. <laughs> I, I know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, that has been brought to my attention by several people. <laughs> I don't I don't know that salesperson here, so I guess I can't say anything. I, don't, I haven't met that person, but, you know. We have other things, too. It's like, and Mike and Trevor. They, they, they like six Christian things, and then they're like, and sports. <laughs> Thanks. Texas Mike, we had a similar traffic experience. We couldn't tailgate due to other commitments. Off the ramp at 11 a.m. Didn't get to our seats until 10 minutes into the first. Ugh. Also, a belligerently drunk Kentucky fan threw a traffic cone at my car as we were pulling into the purple lot. The vibes were off before we even made it in the gate. If we had, like, if I hadn't gotten out of the car and Mary hadn't chosen to, to park at the Holiday Inn, Central traffic was not moving at all because, so they. My understanding is they they don't. We used to work with the LMPD and like they would help out and like we'd have this whole traffic plan. And now they just like like there's no plan down there. So the people around the stadium they're just letting people walk constantly. So the cars never get to move. And I know that you know. You mean like across the street and stuff? Like everywhere, yeah. Like like there's just constant foot traffic, and so the cars just never move. Like we would have if we if stayed in in that traffic, we would we would have missed the first ten minutes of the game, and. I know people are like, you have to get there earlier, you have to get there earlier. I mean, you know, we, we quite literally did not have an option. We had no other babysitter besides my parents. They couldn't make it over until right before 11. Oh, you left two hours. Well, no, the game was at noon. Yeah, we left, we left. We still left over an hour before kickoff. Yeah. I, I thought, I mean, it sucked that we weren't going to get to, like, hang out or tailgate or anything. But I thought, you know, we'll get to our spot by, like, 11.35, 11.40 at the latest. We'll be in the stadium by right before 12. This game, typically, you know, because you have senior day festivities, it won't kick off right at noon. We'll be there for the beginning of the game. And, I mean, thankfully, like I was, but Mary missed a, the first like possession and a half and I had to come out and get her. It was it, it was a nightmare. I was the, the crowd was great, and we haven't mentioned that. It was the highest mm-hmm. attendance game, broke the attendance record set in the Notre Dame game, and it looked like it. It was a no-stripe game for sure. Yep. There was... Like there's always going to be blue there, but I thought there was noticeably less blue than there has been in recent years, and the ones who were there were drowned out by the the, the U of L fans. Like it was a great showing. The crowd was terrific. They were into the game the entire time, and just didn't get it done. Didn't get it done. Texas, it's absolutely fitting that our two losses are to UK and a team that lost to Scott Satterfield. The only good thing on Saturday was that I won a lot of money on Kia. I won. I won back not all of that loss in Louisville, but a decent. Uh, I got like five percent of it on Kansas. I did win on like the, I was two and one on my big X big bets. Which what did I, I do? I went one and two, didn't I? I can't remember. We both at the we both, both bet Kansas, the same game, yeah. Kansas, which was not even close. Um, so I I took <laughs> when well, you had Jed Fish too. Yeah, so I do it. Yeah, two. The so one I missed, at least two. The one I missed was my weekday game. Remember because I, I texted you, I was like, on the Friday night game. Yeah, yeah, I was like, why did I take a weekday game? It wasn't even close either. And the you, one you, that te- I just, you put Texas Tech to cover against Texas, they lost by like fifty six to. Seven. It was not even close. Yeah, it was horrible. I did unfortunately. So like I I had a good day gambling, but I did I parlayed the five games. I I, I added Jed Fish and. Well, I went home on Friday night when I saw that Oregon State's coach was the head candidate to to go to. I missed that, yeah. So. To Michigan State, I was like, oh well, Oregon's gonna roll, and so I, I bet on Oregon and put them in a five team parlay, and then I did my big X big bets, and it all came down to Carolina covering against NC State, <sighs> and it was one of those where like the cash out option is because I mean it was, I was gonna win eight hundred bucks, and the cash out option is like three hundred early on, and I'm like, no, I want it all, and then it, it goes down to like one hundred, I'm like. 
maybe. And then it's like 28 <laughs> to 3, and I'm like, oh, no, it's gone. Like, they're not no, even. At this point, they don't even take the 20 bucks. Yeah, well, they're off me like 350, and I was like, no, no. And it was, that, that was it. That, that sucked. That was not cool. I did that one time. I did a $50. I think it was 50 bucks I bet on a game. What, 100? I think it was 50. Because a lot of times I usually bet like 150 or 25. I have a 50 on a game, and it was, there was just a few minutes left. And they gave me a cash out of like $4.20. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. And I took the $4.20. I, so it's funny you say that. I like, was like, I'll take my $4 back. On that same bet late in the game, it was 39. It was like 39.20 with a minute left or so, like, like two, maybe two minutes left. And they were offering 55 cents. And I've I, never seen it that and I, I've seen it and like I, a dollar. And I hit accept, and then it was like, we're unable to process your cash out. Yeah. They, they took it away. I was like, I want that 55 cents. That's, that's what happened to me when I processed mine. It originally started, I think it was like 480. And by the time I got it processed, it was like 410. Because like, it kept being like, odds dropping. I'm like, don't drop. Process. I actually did I end took up. my four bucks and ran. I was like, bye. I did end up betting UofL Moneyline when they were down in the second half. Because I was like, I like this New Mexico State team is terrible. There's no way they're actually oh, going yeah. to lose this game. And they were they're down. I'm like, I'm so mad that I don't even care. I was like, I don't even care about the money. And then I, so I won on that. That felt good. By the way, I did take New Mexico State getting. Uh, I think I got. I got. I had New Mexico State at seven and a half when it opened. So Te- I did win. Texas says the U of L U of L New Mexico State game had me on the edge of my seat. Not about the cards winning, but about the Aggies almost not covering the seven and a oh, half spread that they choked away. Yeah. You said it dropped to like lower than that when it opened, didn't it? It was eight. It was eight or seven and a half. Yeah, it was seven and a half when when I got it. That's what I took it at. Yeah. Texas, I was thinking that I was thinking if Louisville and Kentucky stopped playing yearly, maybe it would be cool to play in a bowl game. Then I realized it would probably be a subpar bowl game, so maybe not as cool. No, I don't want to drop this. I hate the fact they're they're wanting to drop this. I do too. Because because they they got to play easier teams because they can't compete in the SEC. Like U of L UK also is like it's almost more of a bowl game than the actual bowl games now because it's going to keep being this way. I mean, Mark Stoops has already predicted it. Yeah, they're going to play in a, in a crap game. A lot of their guys are going to opt out of the game. A lot of the guys are going to opt out of every bowl game for this point forward. Whether not maybe not opt out, but like hit the transfer portal. It, it, like bowl games are just going to feel different. And I think you're going to get to a point where, when you have this game in years where it, 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 it quote unquote doesn't matter, it's going to serve as sort of a de facto bowl game because it's the last regular season game where everybody's going to be all together and everyone's like really trying hard and playing hard, and it feels like an actual game. Without any of this, like, hey, they're playing a four-string quarterback. Let's see what happens. Or, hey, they're playing without their head coach. Let's see what happens. And, like, you kind of react to it. Like, if we had beaten UK last year, it would have meant more than than winning that bowl game over Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati did have the rivalry element, but it still would have meant more to win that game. So, I, like, I feel like having that game at the end of the regular season, it's sort of like getting a almost more important bowl game in, in most years. And now having that taken away potentially after next year would just – it would suck. And, and you're right. Playing them in a bowl game, it'd be cool, but you still will probably have that weird situation where some years, like your starting quarterback's just not playing or your your best corner is is opting out or this guy entered the transfer portal unexpectedly or this coach is leaving. And just uh, – bowl games are just it's, – it's a weird layout for the sport now. Not to distract you and go off the topic, but Twitter – I see something on Twitter. It got me old man angry again. Was it about Tammy Lynn Stitch getting like seventy five years in jail? No, I didn't. Didn't see that. Did one. You see that? Yeah, I no. just saw that before we started the show. No, it's how Forbes magazine is now named Bad Bunny, the new king of pop. Bad, Bad Bunny is doing it all. Seventeen years in prison, by the way, for Tammy Stitch. Tammy Lynn Stitch, what? what, what, what DUI manslaughter. Ooh, 
Yeah, yeah. She her mugshot is bad. I'll be honest with you, she probably deserves it. She was probably, I mean, she had no business driving anyway. I did rent her porn. It was disgusting. And that's saying a lot from me. You didn't have to say that. I'm just, what, did I had to rent it? or I'm, I don't want people to go rent it. It's nasty. I don't think anybody's worried about it. <laughs> Nobody's renting porn anyway now. Because it was Tammy Lynn Stitch. I wanted it's to see it. 2023. Nobody's renting also porn. Also rented the China one, too. I wanted to see it. Come on. What's a famous person you want to see it? Right? I mean, I mean, I, 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 I would, I would want nothing to do with Rosie O'Donnell if someone told me she was on a porn. I'd watch it. Why? Because <laughs> I seriously have issues. I don't know. This was, yeah, you do. <laughs> Man, had Bob King of Pop. Bad, but if if I was King of Pop, I could name one song of his. No, you couldn't. I, you're right. He's nowhere near. You, you can't name anybody songs from any now. He's nowhere near King of Pop. Texas, if he next wishes. year, if next year is the last year, you've got to win and keep that cup in Louisville. Yeah, you got to do the Cincinnati thing, yeah. where it's like, all right, we're, we'll keep it in forever. Let's make it happen. Got to do it. Let's take a break. When we come back, final segment. We'll read through as many texts as we can, and we'll look ahead to the world of sports tonight. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition here on When it comes to cabinets, appliances, furniture, audio, and video, sir. At first I was afraid, I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. I grew strong. I like this. I, I like what you're doing here. Last song, we're moving on, baby. Now, I love that we're doing this. We've had really sad songs, and now we're playing I Will Survive, but we still have to go right back to the text line and read terrible things for the next 20 minutes. So, after got, this, though, we're turning the page. I got, I got to say, it's blowing me up all through this break, just about Bad Bunny. Like, he's dating Kendall Jenner. Like, good for him. <laughs> he's a big deal. I guess. Yeah. Still no king of pop, though. He's up there. I'd say Taylor, Taylor Swift is the king of everything music these days, but <laughs> it took me 20 minutes to figure out why the hell people were pissed at the Empire State Building. Like, I'm just going through these tweets, and it's like, how can they do it? I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So. Like, Empire, I guess, Empire State Building did, like, the color, they did, like, they did their colors in, like, red or something, and somehow it was, like, something about Taylor Swift. So, like, all the Taylor Swift people were just, like, losing it on the Empire State Building, and I'm like, I don't. I had to Google, what did the Empire State Building do to Taylor Swift to figure it out? I still don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. It's okay. Talk about. You're not missing much. We've got uh, a lot of text to get to and not much time to do it. 502-414-1450 if you want to have your thoughts made. Just get them in now because after today, we're turning the page by God. We're moving on page. from this disaster. Uh, let's do it. 502-414-1450. Texas, yeah, the first one at PG- PJCS sucked. It sucked to open that stadium up with them routing us. Was that bad? I thought it was like... 2114 or something. Are you talking about the opening of Papa John Stadium? Oh, PJCS. No, I, I was thinking of the first game they ever played. That no, one did suck. No, the first one was 2014. Uh, I, I do remember that score. I don't have to yeah, I knew that one was competitive. No, I remember that score. Uh, and we had, we were, you know, we threw a pick inside the red zone that would have went now. Acres did miss three field goals in that game, so let's say what it is. But um, I guess I don't know why. I guess I didn't consider the opening of Papa John's the. 68 to 24, 34, whatever it was. 34, yeah, we got blasted. I guess because I never really, I never saw the game. Uh, I've told the story, you know, I 
did not realize it. My mom made plans for me and her to take my grandmother to San Francisco where she was married. Gotta go quick here. And we flew out that morning, and I was in the air the entire game. And got back to when we landed, I saw the score. So I've never watched it. So I guess that's why it doesn't burn as bad. Texas, the other silver lining on the pit loss is that you guys would have been shirtless at the stadium watching them throw those down. I forgot about that. We did agree that if we were 11-0 going into that game, we would have worn the the airbrushed uh, yeah. thing across our chest and been, been shirtless. <laughs> did we say we were going to go naked or shirtless? I think we said shirtless. Yeah, I think we that would have been a, a new low for both of us. That would have that would have been tough for us to bounce back from, I think. <laughs> that would have been. Can you imagine that? Because you were so adamant. I remember when I made that bet with you, like, sure. Yeah, I'll go know. shirtless, whatever. With an airbrushed uh, L1C4 or something across Some the Yeah, we were going to airbrush something on us, yeah. Oh, you were going to uh, – that or we were just going to shave it into our chest hair because we were both wearing hairy dudes. <sighs> that would have been that would have been tough. <laughs> we, this this would have been a way worse Monday show. Oh, I, I don't think we'd have done the show today. We probably would have had to move on. I would have been, yeah. <laughs> been like, we're just going to be on Tuesday. If you, don't, if, you, if you don't know why, then you don't listen to the show. <laughs> Texture says – uh, UK players were flipping off fans two years ago, too, also wiping their asses with L's down. I remember near the beginning of the Stoops era, one of his players flipped off a fan, and the media made kind of a big deal about it. I think Stoops may have made the player apologize. Now no one even cares what they do. Stoops is a classless human. Everyone knows it, including many UK fans. Mediocre coach who A&M fans were outraged with and had pitchforks out to have his head coach. He's fat and pig ugly, too. Wow. Likely has a very small penis. <laughs> Pitiful human. What a text. I thought I was angry. Good Lord. I wish we'd read this one earlier. It made me seem a lot more <laughs> docetone. I mean, good luck. Docetone? Yeah, docetone. Sure. He probably does have a small wee. <laughs> is, is that a docile and monotone combination? There? Yes. Docetone. Docetone. Okay. Look it up. I will. Texas, jokes aside, what did you two spirit children do to offend the moon children? Did you not pay proper homage during a waxing gibbous? No, we didn't. Oh, gibbous? I thought you were saying gibbon like the monkey for this whole time. No, waxing gibbous. The, the waxing gibbous moon ruined my life. Killed us. Texas, has anyone talked about how the football team lost on KP's birthday? Yes, we have. <laughs> KP's like, what else did I do? Like, all I did was have a bu- – I'm sorry I was born on this day. I won the game the next day, right? Everybody's like, we don't care. You, you, you ruined the football game. This is your fault. It's your fault. Your mom should have held on one more day. <laughs> Texas, is it true that every time Louisville has gotten into the top 10, Kentucky has beaten them on their own field? That stings. No, it's not true. We were in the top 10 in 2004 and 2006. You did not win the game. Texas, you can't keep repeating that you are the better team when you lost the game. Sure yeah, we can. You can. It's t- what do you, you never watch sports? You think the better team always wins? That's why the, you ever heard the cliche? That's why they play the game. Texas Georgia was played tougher by Georgia Tech than it was UK. Georgia Tech's played. Georgia Tech's they're frisky. Sure. Yeah, that's frisky. Yeah. Texas, can we go back to playing at Freedom Hall now? Football? <laughs> I, you know what? That texter says that. I actually thought about that during the game. I thought at some point. You know, in a mix between you joking about it being a yum center curse, I started wondering. I'm like, what if we? Just, why, why don't we just flip a Bellerman? I mean, maybe that's what it is. KP just doesn't understand the yum center because he never played there either. Let's just let's flip a Bellerman. They can have the yum center the rest of the year. We'll go take the rest. We'll go to Freedom Hall and finish our season. I mean, and now we're getting stories coming out. Like Sky Clark said after the game that they had more confidence in in New York being away from. The, the Yum Center, and you got you got loud. players that are telling family members and having the family members say that like the players are tightening up because 
they, they read the fan negativity and they hear stuff on the radio that they don't like. And I'm like, you know, at some point, like I, you you play for Louisville. Like you've you've got to be able to just put that aside. And, and like, look, Kenny Payne had the best approach and the best answer to that this issue earlier this season. And he's like, if you want the fans to come here and, and be loud and cheer for you and have this place sounding like it should, we we've got to win. We've got to yeah. do our part. And that's that's the long and short of it. You don't blame us. Come on. Texas, the non-called intentional grounding really stung. What now? What did they end up calling on that? Just a incomplete pass. Yeah, that was it. Was an, it was should have. Well, the, the thing was, I, didn't, I guess I didn't, it didn't bother me at the time was because it was going to be fourth down anyway. I thought they were reviewing whether or not it was a fumble, and then I, I heard people saying they were looking at it as it was intentional grounding. grounding. Why they didn't call it is amazing because it was a textbook intentional grounding. But I didn't think it really mattered in the game because I thought it was fourth down anyway going into that play, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have. No, cost, third down. Yeah. So that, but I mean, the next it down resulted in a fourth. Down. Yeah. I mean, either way, that was going to be. Because the big thing about intentional grounding is you lose it down, but they were going to be fourth down anyway. Now, I guess it would have pushed the yards back, which would have made a difference for Ray Davis's run, but yeah. Texas, it I was, was intentional grounding. Texas, I was really surprised to see the success that UK had throwing the ball in Riley's direction. It felt like teams all year have been going more at Storm Duck and Brownlee. Also felt the inexperienced linebacker fears we had over the summer finally showed outside of Ben Perry. Last part, I totally agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, we talked about that in the Miami game, the linebackers, the bad angles they had in that game, which caused their big runs. Mm-hmm. They definitely went at Storm Duck early in the game. They had a nice, deep completion to Quincy Riley on a ball that was just perfectly thrown. And then, I mean, honestly, the touchdown on Duck was just a perfectly thrown pass. There was not much that he could do. Uh, but, yeah, they they did go at Riley more than I would have guessed. The second part, I could not agree with more. Like, I think that our the linebacker stuff, They've been so good early in the year, such a pleasant surprise. They we finally looked a little bit out, man. And not having Stephen Heron in the game, I'm not saying it cost the game by any stretch of the imagination. It did hurt not having yeah. him out there. He's been a big part of of what we've been able to do in the middle of the field. Texas, if Louisville played Kentucky's schedule, what do you think that their record would be at this point? I don't know. After what was their schedule? I don't, they, I don't think they lose to South Carolina. I mean, who knows? We lost to Pitt. Yeah, I don't, you don't know. I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd like to say like nine and three, eight and four. I mean, we probably do lose to Georgia. I don't know if we lose to Tennessee. I don't, I don't. Well, I mean, there's no probably about it. We lose it to Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think we lose to South Carolina. Yeah, so I'm Tennessee, gonna, Missouri. I think you hope that you split one of those. I think we can beat. Yeah, we're Missouri's no better than us. We're just saying about the same team. Texas says reminder that JJ Weaver would be at U of L if Bobby didn't quit. Vince Tyree was literally his lead recruiter up until signing day. It's true. On a positive note, Joey Gatewood didn't go through senior day, so I would assume that he's coming back next year. He's really come along. A full year to put more weight on him could make him a legit NFL tight end. I mean, I've never. Uh, Jawar and Garendo did both go, th- go through senior day activities. I think that they still have some hope for convincing Isaac to come back. I think Jawar is absolutely gone. Jamar is gone as well. Um, but yeah, not, Joey Gatewood not going through senior day stuff, I do think, is, is pretty telling. I mean, I mean, his impact on this year was minor, though. I mean, we did like three catches all season. No, he had more than that. He had, he? I think he had three, he had three touchdown catches. Three, yeah, but I think they were all touchdowns when I said that. No, he yeah. had more than I mean, He had four catches last week against Miami alone. Did he? Okay. I mean, he didn't play at all at the beginning of the year because he didn't know how to play the position. Texas says, uh, you know when I see Stoops on the sideline against Louisville, I get a smile on my face because I know they're getting the best. I kid, I kid. A U.K. fan that enjoys the show. Thank you. He had nine catches, by the way. Three home more for touchdowns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Texas, they could have definitely gotten Summerall. He played and coached at U.K. I was hoping that they would promote Liam Cohen if Stoops left because he is the the most overrated coordinator I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Texas, things could be have been much worse. What a slide. And it says mass exodus of recruits decommitting from Deion Sanders. One thing they know because they're going, they're going to try to do the transfer portal thing again. You and I both said after the first couple of games that we thought Colorado was going to finish five and seven. We gave them too much credit. They finished four and eight and yeah. sat everybody in their last game. 
Yeah, when I saw that they weren't playing Shakur Sanders and stuff, yeah, it didn't surprise me. Now, does the, the, the defensive back kid, son, does he have another year of eligibility or not, I wonder? He does. With Travis Hunter? No, no, Travis Hunter does because him and Sanders came in the same yeah, class. Yeah, they're both sophomores. But uh, the, his other, the, the defensive back that transferred from. Um, oh, his, his son. Yeah, he has two kids. One, yeah, one plays safety and one plays quarter. Right. I wonder who, how much eligibility he had. Where did he transfer from? He started at, a, a, like, not Florida State or something. He started somewhere big. I don't know. We gotta go. We gotta yeah, go keep quick. going. I'll look it up and bring it Texas, up. Texas, I'm at the point where I really believe that the coach turned down XYZ job is a play that UK loses it uses to gain the fan base back. Cal's been doing it for years. As soon as the heat started turning up on Stoops, the A and M job comes out of nowhere. I mean, I think again, like I don't want to do like the whole like I know something you don't know, but <sighs> like talking to people that cover UK for a living and that are close to Mark Stoops, like they all said Saturday night he was telling the inner circle of UK people like. He was saying his goodbyes, like like he was he was like I'm, you know, thank you so much for everything. Like he was he had taken the job, he had accepted it, and then something happened. Whether it was A and M getting bullied not to do it, or Stoops having a change of heart, who knows? They the deal was off. Stoops returning Kentucky was not his decision; it was his only option. And by the way, South Carolina is where Shiloh Sanders started. There you go. The texture says that he w- was saying the UK game is definitely more important than the conference. Game. He's like, I'm definitely not a UK fan. Also says Trevor can't carry a tune to save his life. I, I've got rhythm. You don't. I can carry a tune. I've got rhythm. I, there's proof of it. There, you put the, the gift out there all the time of me with rhythm. You're so offbeat. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, look, if you want to say the UK game is more important to you than the conference championship game, I don't agree, but that's that's your opinion. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, that's I, again, I, I agree. I'm with you. I don't agree, but it's I'm not going to hate on you for your having your option. I mean, that's I. There's nothing wrong with hating a, a rival so much that it means more to you to beat them than it wins a championship. Sometimes, Texas, if we beat uh, FSU and they don't make the playoffs, wouldn't they take the Orange Bowl? I think we would take it because we'd be the conference champion. I think they take the conference champion or the second. The, the highest ranked team if the conference champion is playing in the, in the college football playoff. So it's, it'll be us or NC state depending on the ranking. And it would, you would assume be us. Texas, the ACC was six and four against the sec this year. Why does no one ever consider actual data from on field performance between the conferences? Well, I, I, facts are not what the sec does best. Look, we lost. I don't like we, we can, yeah. we can say whatever we want. It's all just it's got a point though. It's like, yes, crying until we win. telling you there's so much, superior but they had a lesser record than versus the ACC. It's an interesting point. Texter says uh, Texas A&M hired an ACC coach. Their boosters didn't want your great SEC coach. That's true. Texas, this is a general question but why don't they mandate neutral conference referees in interconference games? I've never understood it. I don't get that either. And again, yeah. I am not saying that the referees cost us the game but it is like, it's weird when it's the other way around. Like when we play there and, and we get a- ACC referees it seems like a silly thing. Like why don't you do what they do in bowl games which is take you know, why don't we have Big Ten referees doing SEC versus ACC games or whatever. Texas, I feel like such an idiot when I yelled, why would you take that out to all the people sitting around me and they ran that thing back 103 yards? The announcers, you you watched the game on TV, the announcers said the same thing. They did? Yeah, they were like, why is he taking it? And they're like, ah. I mean, because he's like the, he knew they were one of the best return guys in college football. <laughs> he's been killing people all year on that. Yeah, uh, that, one, that one drove me crazy. Texas, on the KSR postgame show on Saturday, Matt Jones was taking some subtle shots at you and a few other UofL media members. Care to respond? I mean, I can't really respond when I've got no idea what he said. Yeah, I agree. It's not like we haven't taken subtle shots at him before. I've done it three times a day. Texas, uh, with the SEC likely going to nine games, because that'd been the last Governor's Cup at LNN, then says, ignore that last one. Y'all look very handsome today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
He was talking about me. I don't feel handsome today. <laughs> Texas says, Mike, guess Trevor's favorite adult film star. <laughs> I don't know. Kobe Ty. I don't know if I can name Jenna Jameson. That, you know, so I was, She's I was the only a, one that I know. I was having this joke with somebody. Somebody made a uh, Sasha Gray reference to it that my buddy did. And I was like, Mia Khalifa. Do you know, like, Sasha Gray's like 20 years. Like, there's, like, it's not even relevant anymore. It's not even just, like, that's where I am. Like, I could name you all the 80s and 90s, like, porn stars. Like, nowadays, I couldn't name you one. Couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you one name of a porno star today. Yeah. Well, I've seen them all. I can tell you intimate details about them, but I can't tell you their name. This used to be a proper country. Yeah. How was it a flex for UK fans to chant "Have fun in the championship game"? I didn't hear that chant, but if did they, they did, really? Come on, that's serious. If they did, that was that's silly. It's like I mean, it's like I don't mean it's like beating a team late in a college basketball season when you're terrible and being like, "Have fun in the NCAA tournament, you losers!" Like you know, it's, it's, it's that's that's I can't imagine that that actually happened. I'm sure there. It's were, a very warty cheer. I'm sure there were some fans that might have been doing it, but that's just like they're probably just drunk. I give him credit. Have I, fun in the championship game. Like, like that's a terrible cheer. There's no way that that actually happened. It's like, you guys are doing so poorly with this. This is a terrible rivalry. Texas says, as Trevor noted, A&M's expectations are wild based on their last claim title in 1939. Oh, they do claim one. Okay. Everybody claims one. I was <laughs> I, that's why I've been saying we need to claim one. I, I guess I assume they, pickle title. I, assume they, I assume they claimed it. If anything, we should claim 54, because I think everyone claims that. I think it's like 52. or There's one in the 50s that has like nine claims. I think Tennessee claimed it twice. Texas nightmare scenario. UK doesn't agree to continue the series, making 2024 the last game for the foreseeable future. UK wins the sixth straight claim to claim the longest streak by either side in the modern series, tie the modern series at 15, and possess the Governor's Cup for no telling how long. Jeff's got to get it done next season. I, I that forgot is, about that. That, that is, would be bad. That is not. That is not a nightmare. That is like that's, that's like the worst. Freddy Krueger killing me in my sleep. Texas says docile or dulcet tones, not whatever unholy amalgamation that just was. <laughs> what did I say? What I call it? Docimation. Do, no, no, I said not, what I call it. Docile tone. Docet. Docile tone. Docile tone. <laughs> whatever it was was not a word. <laughs> it is now. Texas says. Um, I'm dying thinking that Trevor thought losing was caused by a monkey, let alone one that was hypothetically waxing itself. <laughs> you kept calling it a waxing gibbon. I was like, I didn't, I don't understand like the stars and the moons and stuff like that. All that, uh, you know, that, that that you know that that type of stuff. I just, I just figured it was a it was a monkey. Texas, any leg to the any legs to the Tulane QB coming here in the portal? I heard something about it from Chris the Plumber. Like the Tulane quarterback, I think is is one of the guys that we will look at. He played high school football with Ashton Gelade. That's you've got it in there. Did that's crazy. A couple quick names to to keep an eye on. I, I think Tyler Van Dyke will be in play for Louisville. I don't think that he, uh, he will be option number one, but I think he has expressed interest. Uh, the Howard kid at Kansas State. I would definitely circle that one. I would look at the Tulane quarterback. And then the other one that's going to be a big deal is Cam Ward from Washington State. I don't know if he's announced yet that he's going to enter the portal, but everybody seems to think he is. And it sounds like USC is, is prepared to throw an ungodly amount of money at him. But I would expect should. we will get in that sweepstakes as well. I just don't know if we'll be able to be the, the highest bidder. No, nah, I'd love to think we're going to win Cam Ward, but yeah, he's he's the prize. There are some yeah. other names out there, by the way, that are wild, wild names. Cam Ward's one of those guys. Is, is, is Usually when you look at this transfer portal, it's like, Eh, can that can that guy actually? I mean, how good can he be? He's been in college so so long. Ward can be a difference maker. I, I think. think he can. I think there's some other guys. I mean, th- I think they're going to be. Write this down. A lot of guys out there. A lot of names that you don't think are going to be in the portal that that are in the portal, and 
Like this last this span. last portal, which included Plumber and Hartman, was some more names like, that you would not believe. It was more like game that. management guys. It was like guys that you know aren't gonna aren't gonna can, you, they can't can't win you the game, but they can't lose it for you sometimes. And I was changed everything. And then yeah, Texas says you can bet your ass if they win next year. UK for sure, for sure will agree to end the series after next year. Perhaps they still might if they lose, but no question they end the modern rivalry with a seven zero run if they can. It'd be six. It'd be six. Yeah. But you, you missed one, Chris Plummer. I don't know if you saw this. He said, "Did you all catch when the clock expired?" UK ball. It did. It happens all the time, Chris. It they the, the refs let that slide more oh, in every game, sometimes multiple times. There's the lost things uh, so bad. Really didn't think Brom could lose that game. I I had convinced myself that it was just it was going to be different. I, I really had convinced that God is a woman and I'm the tampon. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through the show. All right, tonight, Monday Night Football, ABC 815, Bears on the road taking on the Vikings, an NFC North showdown. Minnesota just a three-point favorite despite being hot and the Bears sucking. TK, who you like here? Uh, what's the spread? Three. But lay it down, Vikings. Vikings rolling this game. It's not even close. They should. People just aren't believing in the Josh Field type. I, oh, I'm, I'm seeing the Tammy Sitch now stuff. I'm rooting for the Bears because the Lions, they, the Vikings are the only real threat. Well, the Packers are playing well. But the Vikings are the closest threat to them. But I think Minnesota wins. Minnesota covers tonight. Um, I'm sorry. Somebody posted a picture of Tammy Sitch. Is that Greg the Hammer Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> that is the best thing I've seen in all day. <laughs> Look, we made it through today in one piece. We'll move on. We'll turn the page tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have more fun things to talk about. I'm still there'll still be some some residue left nope, over. But the, no, don't even bring it up tomorrow. The game is done. It's dead. Don't it's even. Over. Bring, it's it's past. It's the all brain. Florida State hate week after this point. We're moving on. Thank you so much for commiserating with us today. Hope it was therapeutic for you. Enjoy your Monday evening. We're back tomorrow, three to six uh, here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Go Cards. I know I'll